coming real. It's the next episode. 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 Serve cold with the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. Two Chicago sports fans got the ears to the street. Any team make a move and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Episode 110 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fan, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That's TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Go get them. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, B? Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there, click on support, and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Listen, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? I am. Then tell your friends, and they will tell their friends, and we can all be friends. If you like the content, if you like what we bring to the show, maybe it makes you laugh, maybe it makes you cry, maybe you're sick of us. It doesn't matter. Share it with everyone <laughs> that you know so they can be sick of us, too. Z, what's up, brother? How you been? Man, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, man. Yeah. Tons of sports, tons of stuff going on. Uh, between going to a bunch of Sox games, Sky games, uh, I actually went to a Juan Gabriel concert. Man. Yeah, it was all candlelight lit in, in an undisclosed location. That sounds romantic. It was romantic. <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome band. Uh, they 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 tore it up. Uh, this young kid, just you know, good voice, and uh, the band behind him was just ripping. Like, yeah, it, you know, you and me are very you know very in sync when it comes to music. Yep. You know, especially live music yes. when you can feel it. Yes. That's exactly what you want to have, and uh, you know, it was a great, amazing experience. And but you know, we got to keep the ball rolling for 2022, yeah. and we both are super busy. I've been practicing with with, with the fellas at uh, at Butler. Okay. Yeah, over oh, here, boy. Yeah, right here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I have to get used to that 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 lane over there because I do have a Labor Day tournament tomorrow. Uh, you know, in the morning, so okay. 10 a.m. call time. Wow. Okay. Four games. Um, so, and, and a lot of these guys are really, really good. They have no handicaps. And and they got the day off. So they're like, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. So we got that tournament. And then the next day, I have my Tuesday night magic bowling at Waveland. Mm. The boys are back. There you go. That's right. The champs are walking in, and we're going to be the hunted instead of the hunters. You got your pin pals jersey ready? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're supposed to get jackets. I, I heard we're I supposed heard. to get the, the Waveland jacket that says champions on it. So we definitely have a target on our back. And you know what? I welcome it. Bring, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the fun part about it, right? Like that's like winning that exhilaration of oh winning. That's the best. But then like you, you got the B side, right? What comes after that? Mm-hmm. Everyone's coming after you. So that's that always makes it a little bit more fun. It puts more pressure on you, but a lot <laughs> more pressure on me. <laughs> but I mean, like, because people are looking now who, Hey, who, who do I got to knock off to get to the top? Yeah. There's going to be a lot of new teams and especially, uh, Louis and uh, uh, Eric are yeah. going to join uh, set their own team. So, and 
they're really good bowlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know who else is gonna complete their foursome, but um, they're gonna be coming for us. Yeah, well, I know how much you like foursomes. <laughs> All right, E, what have you been up to? Man, look, uh, I've been doing uh, three things. That is softball, softball, and softball. It's all day, every day. That's all we do, but you know that I love it. Hitting lessons, junior high softball, house league softball, and travel league. I mean, it's it's just nonstop. You know, that's literally all I do. But the fun thing to me is that now going over to a travel team, I'm meeting uh, parents of kids that I don't know. My daughter's meeting new kids that she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what, the difference in watching her practices at like a high or the junior high or the, the, the house league uh, uh, level mm-hmm. is amazing. There's no drop balls. They go through so much work and so many drills So because everyone's doing Good. their job. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it is pretty cool to see. And this is like a B-level uh, team. They're, we're not even going to be doing a lot of games. It's more tournaments. It's more training. And then gotcha. when spring comes, it's going to be real serious. But uh, I'm also doing my best to try to steal their actual practices and bring them <laughs> over to ours. Because, I mean, look, I, 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 I told them before, I said, I'm just a knucklehead that watches a bunch of stuff on YouTube trying to teach some kids. You know what I mean? So that's that's what it really comes down to. I get to see guys that have been doing it for 20 years. I get to bring some of that to our organization. So, that, so that's fun. And, uh, yeah, man, look, uh, one really cool thing is uh, I'm going to be working Riot Fest. Oh, boy. Riot Fest on the 16th, uh, Stern Pinball. We're going to have a bunch of games there. So we get to hang out there and make sure the games don't break. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I've never been. I, I, it was funny because Jody, who is the marketing guy at Stern, he comes uh-huh. through and he's like, hey, are you going to Riot Fest? I said, man, I'm not going to no fucking Riot Fest. You know what shit? I, I got softball every day and then twice every other day. Like, uh-huh. he, And then my boss comes in and he goes, okay, so uh, this guy took this day. Which day do you want this left? And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. So he wasn't saying, do you want to go and listen to music? He's saying, he saying you're going. You're going to go fucking work, which is cool. I mean, it's just one of those uh, one of those benefits. You know what I mean? So whew, it's just been a lot. It's been a lot, man. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm excited. I, look, I'm excited to be back on the mic, be in the studio together. I mean. We have a really, really cool show planned. Oh man, I've been waiting for this for three weeks, man. <laughs> <laughs> for three, for three whole weeks. Three whole weeks. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today, uh, of course, uh, you know we have all our normal stuff, but we got a very special guest in yes, the house do. tonight. Uh, tonight, today, whenever I don't even know what time. What time is it? Uh, it is noonish. One forty-four. When we were in a studio in a basement with no lights, I, it's the same. Time it's like Vegas. Time. <laughs> Just keep pumping in the pumping oxygen. The oxygen. Yep, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our, our guest today just released his comedy special, American Hero, on Amazon Prime. Welcome to the show, Ken Gar. Hey, what up? Man, look, look, this is exciting. This Very is exciting. exciting. We went to that show. Yeah, we were, you did. We were, we were there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were there, yeah. The day Mikey O was in here. Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Yeah, so, so we yeah. had Mikey O in here, and he's like, hey, you want to go to a comedy show? We're like, uh, yeah. Always promoting. Always, oh, you know, Always. Mikey never takes a day off. Yeah. yeah. This is the second time on the show. He came through the studio. We just started having uh, guests, like, uh, the beginning of this year, because yeah. we started during COVID. And he's like, hey, uh, hey, do you know Ken Garn? Like, Yes. <laughs> you had no idea. <laughs> he's like, oh, this guy's great. He goes, you got to come tonight because we've been there before. We did work with the CPD night, so we have that little oh, nice. that little talent card, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh no, you got to come tonight. You know, just come to the door. I got you this and that. And then when uh, um, your the person who's saying your national anthem, which we'll get to a little bit later, sure, he was there. Yeah. He goes, hey, you want to go meet him? We're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't go right away. We wouldn't bother him. Oh. And my girl was like, dude. They're leaving. We're like, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. Went up the stairs, but yeah, it, that was a really, really, uh, really 
cool thing. I don't think I've ever been to a taping before. It was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was insane. That was the second special life tape with uh, Mikey O. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool. It was just a great experience. Um, we uh, we did like a six camera shoot, and I had a tons of great openers. Abby Sanchez, mm-hmm. Judy Dugan, mm-hmm. Joe, I think Joey V was there. Mm-hmm. It was just a great way to come home, and um, you know I could have shot the special anywhere, but I'm like, you know, after the last couple of years that we had, I'm like, I want to yeah. come to Chicago. The crowds are always hot here. They yeah. love comedy, and um, that's where I got my start. I got my start at Mikey O shows. That's what's up. Yeah, man. I was just um, I was come just, full circle. Just little he, like metal widow. That he is. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he's so generous with his time, with his like opportunities. He yeah. loves to give people. I mean, that's you know, that's how we got linked up with him and working with the Knights and doing some of the stuff that we've been able to do. So he's he is super generous uh, with his time, and we're really really happy to to have you here. Um, and look, that's gonna be our, our show today. But before we get to that, <laughs> You're like I'll see you later. <laughs> All right, thanks for having me. Check out my special. <laughs> oh man. So we're going to continue to talk to Ken a little bit later. But first, this is The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. (laughs) For today's stories. Oh, my God. All right. Story number one. I'd like to take his, his face off. Face Off. Uh, did you like that movie? I love that movie. The, yeah. Uh, oh, the, with Travolta? Yeah, yeah. Travolta in the cage. In the cage. Yeah. Probably their best performances. In the, you know You know the guy who wrote that was just on mushrooms or oh, something. Oh, 1,000%. You know I mean? <laughs> like, what if I take your face yeah. and put it on your face? He's like, what if we can't get Nick Cage? Like, then you don't do the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Face Off. An alligator bit a man's face while he was swimming near a lake in Tampa, Florida. That's a whole different movie. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't. First of all, I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're you, good. You should not be swimming in any lake in Florida. No, no, at all. no not at all. Never, dude, I've been. I've lived down there. <laughs> yeah. You go to the golf. You go golfing or whatever. You'll see four alligators in the golf course, yep. just chilling. Yeah, they, they hang out be, behind. My dad lives down there now. Yeah. He's, he's retired. He had to go somewhere warm, and uh, they had a little man-made uh, uh, pond in the back. Right. And it was a gator when he first moved there, and he, he used to fish out of that pond just to see what people threw in there yeah and he fuck with that gator all the time and i'm like dude you're like in your 60s and now he's in his 80s thank god that guy's gone have you called him lately he might have had his face bit off (laughs) (laughs) yeah e this story is about your dad (laughs) we didn't know how to tell you (laughs) (laughs) i mean this is crazy a fire rescue took the 34 year old man to the hospital after the alligator bit his face off um this is according to florida fish and wildlife uh, conservation commission and they just dispatched the contact the trapper to the lake to investigate the answer. There's nothing to investigate. The alligator lives there. Yeah. That's his. That's his yeah. home. Yeah. Yeah. Do not fuck with alligators. It's simple. Whatever happened to uh, what was it? Was it uh, Chance, Chance, Chance the Snapper? Is yeah. that what was his name? Whatever. Chance yeah. the Snapper. Yeah, the gator. <laughs> like they brought in that, little, that, it's, that skinny little guy. From, I think he's from like Florida. Yeah, they're super huge now yeah. at this point. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, you you, you just don't, what are you doing there? Like, yeah. this is not a swimming hole. That's would, an eating hole. I wouldn't swim in a pool in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone a lake, dude. No, no, that's why you have the fucking ocean, guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you still got sharks there too, right? Yeah, but ain't no fucking gators. Well, yeah. you can, you ain't not swimming least, a shark. Here's the thing. I can outrun a gator. Here's the thing. If I die in a shark attack, that's a way cooler story than way I, was, cooler. I was swimming in the lake and I got bit off by a gator. Like, that's a whole different fucking thing. That's Plus, the story. guy's alive. So yeah. he's got like, that's. And, and here's the thing. To be honest, like, 
it is Florida, and uh, we don't know if it was just a fucking uh, gator from Miami <laughs> for the Florida Gators. Wow. On bath salts. Wow. Right? That's happened. It was, That's a happened. it was a freshman. Walk. Yeah. It was a redshirt freshman. <laughs> right. Fit his face. He's like, I'm a backup quarterback. <laughs> wow. <laughs> trying to get this scholarship. What? I'm trying to get a full face. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Story number two. And this one is for you. I had to pull this out of the archives. Oh, a Southwest Airlines pilot says he will pull back this airplane and return it to the gate if passengers don't stop sending me nudes over airdrop. <laughs> so this continues while we're on the ground. I'm going to have to pull back to the gate. Everybody's going to have to get off. We're going to have to get security involved. Oh, and it's vacation that's going to be ruined. So you folks, whatever that airdrop thing is, quit sending naked pictures. Let's get yourself to a combo. So uh, if you get on a plane back to L.A. and it's southwest, don't do that. Look, <laughs> it was a big misunderstanding. I was trying to send the picture to my wife. I accidentally sent it. Yeah, I saw that, man. He's like... And he, it was funny about that story. The pilot didn't know what the, um, the airdrop was. Yeah, so, right. So you like, were just. Listen up, you kids with your airdrops. <laughs> he thought they were Jordans. <laughs> I, I remember a similar story to this, but it was a guy. It was a passenger just sending it all to, to female passengers on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, because it comes up who's available yeah. with, with the airdrops. It's like, oh, you know, Tiffany's here. And yeah. you have it open, yeah. you know. Uh, so it's going to, first of all, you're the pilot. You're driving a plane. Why are you on your phone? I think you're flying the plane. Oh, yeah, you know what? Well, we're still driving. <laughs> well, we got out of the he, gate. He was sending it to other passengers. That's the picture. He was sending the picture to, like, people around yeah. that had their phones on. But, like, here's a, here's my take on that. Like, it had to be a tiny dick. You know what I'm saying? He's got a big dick. Like, no one's complaining. You know, you know I mean? like, oh, that's a nice wow, dick. Wow, that's right, impressive well, there. Yeah. Uh, no wonder you got two seats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder you got the extended seatbelt. <laughs> so you need an exit lane. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Yeah, that, look. Why? Like, what? I mean, like, what do you, what do you, how, how do you think that's going to end up for you? I, I think it's more like, uh, let me see my sentences and look at and watch the reaction. Like, oh, my God. Okay, you know? but then, like, you're in a big fucking metal tube. Tube, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to be like, hey, you, dick guy, uh, go home. You're bye. It'd like, be funny if the air marshal starts checking dicks. I'm going to pull it out, sir. Yeah, yeah, pull it out, sir. All right, all right. Oh, it's a little veiny, not the true. Uh, it's definitely going to be the white guys. We all, go look at a white all guy. of the training for that job comes from that one scene in Porky's. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Porky's. I demand you take your pants off. <laughs> uh, funny thing is that flight was going to Kabul. Oh. So you know how people get when they go usually, to Kabul. Yeah, but usually that happens on the way back. Yeah, usually it's on the way back. People <laughs> yeah. are still messed up. <laughs> All right, story number three. AE, I know you like wings, but do you go to Hooters? Do I go to Hooters? The restaurant. Uh, yes. <laughs> Let's keep that one. I, I, I go for the chicken wings. You go for the chicken wings. All right, man, I got a story that might make you think <laughs> twice about this. Uh-oh. Justice Sinclair, 24 years old, was taken into custody because she uh, was witnessed by coworkers dipping hot wings in her vagina before serving them to customers. From what the authorities told us, Jessica would deep uh, dip the wings into her vagina while on her period. This was done to customers who had been rude and made off uh, made off from remarks about her appearance. See, I'm into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with. I that. mean, <laughs> you, you're talking about blue cheese. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it sounds like these people deserved it. 
Oh no, they deserve like, it. But this God, is a health issue. This is a yeah. lot of vinegar on these. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> What's that? It's a new sauce. It's like it's Why weird. Does this wing tastes like pennies. <laughs> it's like it really does taste like chicken. <laughs> oh! How do they get a chicken and fish combination going? <laughs> oh my God! I mean, this is this is disgusting, man. It really, it's really disgusting. Especially if she's on her period. But who ratted her out? Like that's my. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. Was she in the kitchen doing this? Yeah. Oh yeah, it sounds like it. So she, you know, you know, it's kind of like you have to open kitchen. They grab the plate. So she was going like somewhere else and just rubbing, the, you know, the nine one one sauce all over her <laughs> vagina. I need y'all to do me a favor. Someone please call nine one one. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone please call nine one one. Hooters fell off though. Didn't oh, one hundred percent. Right. Yeah. Like I remember, like that was like they used but, to have great wings and uh, like great the, service, the, the and then all of a sudden the, the, the food, the food was great too. The, the food was great. fell off yeah, too, man. Yeah. Dude, like I've, had ones, a, yeah. I've had a couple pregnant Hooters waitresses. <laughs> oh my god, god. Yeah. damn! It's like Come I wasn't done with that beer. I didn't need you to wipe it off the table. Yeah, no, yeah, that. it fell off though because they they used to have great wings. What, what was your order at uh, Hooters? I just got like uh, just regular. Uh, I get all drums. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm an all drum guy. Um, yeah, I get I get like 12, 12 drums and uh, some curly fries and a yeah. beer, and that was it. But yeah, I went I went one time, and I'm like, man, they changed wings or something. Yeah, it's all fatty, it's really really cheap wings now. Yeah, yeah. it's everybody though. Everyone that serves wings, like well, it was a shortage. They're like, there's no shortage. Okay, what are they doing the rest of that? There's sixty five dollars a case now. Yeah, which oh, is ridiculous. Is that yeah, a lot? yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. Store. That's what the store. So they, the yeah, so it used to be, it used to be like about twenty five to twenty nine dollars for a whole case. I don't know how much is in a case, but it's a lot. Now it's sixty five dollars for a case. So you're now you're like, oh, it's a dollar a wing, a dollar twenty nine a wing when you go buy them, and it's like, yeah. eh, it's a little pricey, but I, I got, love chicken wings. I, I raise my own. I just raise my own. I keep chickens in the apartment. There you go. <laughs> Hey, you want chicken tonight? Okay. You get two wings. <laughs> yeah, that's you get two wings. I tell my wife, I go, put your Hooter shirt on. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. True Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we're in studio with Ken Gar. Uh, again, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we just talked a little bit about your uh, your special American Hero on Amazon Prime. Tell us about, like, how that came about. I mean, like, how long did you prep for that show and, like... Uh, Specifically, mm-hmm. the national anthem. I really want to ask about that. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know, who uh, I think when the special came out, I don't remember it being included, and it came out afterwards. Yeah. It was Jim Cornelison, the man, like yeah. 
all eight foot seven of him on stage. <laughs> yeah, you know, they had to rebuild the stage after he stood there. The, I mean, he just this massive dude. I think singing he plays the Predator National in the movies. Anthem. He, he, he probably yeah, is. He, yeah. I mean, like that was like it was just a, such a shock. We knew, like, okay, we've we've met a lot of the the yeah. uh, um, the. the Comedians, no, the, yeah, <laughs> the opening acts. We opening know, like, act. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we've met a lot of the opening acts before. Yeah. We did not know that that was about to happen. Can right. you tell us like how that came about? Yeah, you know, so uh, originally, uh, you know, so the the the, the special is called American Hero. Mm -hmm. I I had the honor and privilege of going to entertain our troops in Iraq and uh, Kuwait and in North Africa, and. Um, and so I wanted to keep it that theme. And so I always, you know, I was like, oh, man, it'd be really cool if we just opened, like, with a Star Spangled Banner. And I'm like, maybe I can get Jim Cornelison to do it. And so I just emailed him. I told him what my idea was. I told him I'd been over to support the troops. I come from three generations of firefighters. I'm a Southsider. And he was just like, yeah, man, this sounds awesome. awesome. He's like, I wow. want to do this. And so um, originally we were going to include it in the, in the special itself. But, you know, I think there was a little bit of... Um, you know, he, he represents the Blackhawks mm -hmm. and he represents, you know, um, that organization. So I think, you know, me telling dick jokes for an hour, you know, <laughs> yeah, he didn't yeah, yeah. might not go well yeah, with the Blackhawks. Yeah. Not, but not in the current landscape. I knew that, like, knowing my audience, I knew that they were going to lose their minds. I knew that they were, like, it was going to be the perfect tone setter yeah. for the night. And um, I was really, like, super honored to have him. And he did an incredible job. And it was just cool to meet him and, and take a picture and. You know, I'm uh, uh, admittedly I'm a Fairweather uh, Blackhawks fan. I didn't jump on board until their first championship. Likewise, Same. you know, my friends have like been you know on board since the blackout days. Mm. You know, and um, you know, and I didn't really start paying attention until they started winning. Um, but you know, there's nothing that is better in the world uh, than a, a, a hockey playoff game. Yeah. I oh mean, yeah. Live hockey playoff is like it's the most like it's it, I'll tell you like it's the most tense sport because it's just nonstop, right? Yeah. Like football, you have breaks, you can re you can gather yourself. Baseball, you're just mm -hmm. like you get that built up built up anticipation, but you're just kind of like on pins and needles, like just all right, like something's gonna happen. I'm gonna have time to react. You don't want to wanna use the and, bathroom. In hockey, there's you none. can't. You don't want to grab a beer. You just no. want to sit there and watch the game. Yeah. You're just doesn't stop yeah and even it, if you're not a fan of hockey if you get the chance yeah. to go to a hockey playoff game i mean it's just a different vibe you know the funny thing is is that you, you, i was in the same boat as you was like i didn't pay attention until until they started winning so like 2009 i think i started watching a little bit i still don't know most of the rules i know like blue line and icing icing and that's <laughs> that's, every time they're off sides i'm like why <laughs> why are they off sides right. i feel like the refs just call it just to call it like, like, it's like uh we haven't done anything in a while let's just call off sides yeah like why are you pointing out the one rule that i know i know that's a bad thing stop yeah. doing the bad thing <laughs> but yeah i mean i remember I, I remember being at um i think it's called the the jet public house or jets public house when they won that first title okay and like it was like well we, I, I think my my daughter was pretty young um and uh we just went over there and it was just like people fucking poor, like um like crying so hard like their faces were turning red a fucking guy on top of the thing like just pouring uh, uh champagne, champagne everywhere go. like just people losing their have, minds and like hugging everyone they've ever met i have the most heartbreaking blackhawks story you'll ever hear uh oh so the blackhawks are in the playoffs which year do you know which, it was the first year the they first won. championship the first okay. championship i think it was like oh six i think right no yeah. 10 10 2010 okay. 2015 2010 2013 13 15. Please, please don't persecute me on it <laughs> no 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 this guy doesn't know shit <laughs> so no. 2010 
uh, they're in the playoffs. Mikey O calls me up mm. and says, "Hey, we, we want to, you know, we want to put you on a show at the Joe's on Wheat Street." I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm there." He's like, "All right, cool." My wife plans a trip to San Diego in the meantime, and she's like, "Oh, you know, it's our anniversary, whatever it was." This is my first wife. We're, <laughs> we're divorced, and you'll know why. So <laughs> stay tuned. I was like, well, "I got this Mikey O show." She's like, "You know, we, we San Diego. I bought your work. Yeah, like, this mm-hmm. it was a birthday gift, I think." And mm-hmm. I'm like, "I don't want to fucking go to San Diego. I don't care." You know, like <laughs> you don't want to go to the zoo. Yeah, she's like, "Well, I, I contact all these comedy clubs, and they'll give you spots." I'm like, "Oh, it was very, like she that, put a wow, lot of that's a lot of effort. It. Yeah, a lot, dude. Put she had like work. a she had a, like a whole booklet. She like, had a binder she had with a binder, yeah, dude. color coded. Yeah, she's like, "Here's our flights, and here's the hotel or Airbnb." And I go, "Okay, so were you married to Leslie? Nope. Oh my god, right? Oh boy." So I call, I call him like, yo, man, man, I can't do the show. I'm really sorry. He's like, all right, no worries. He's like, I'll call up Alex Ortiz, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So he gets Alex Ortiz. And uh, so I'm in San Diego, and we're watching the Blackhawks, and they win the championship. Yep. Mm. And that night, Alex Ortiz changes his Facebook picture to holding the Stanley Cup above his above head, above his head <sighs> at Joe's on Weed Street, where <laughs> oh. he's exactly where I was supposed to be standing. Taze is there. Kane is there. All the Blackhawks are there. It was the first bar they went to after they won the championship was Joe's on Wee Street That's at the nuts. Mikey O show. That is nuts. And he's literally the comedian that replaced me oh holding God. the Stanley Cup. And I looked at my wife and I was like, I want a divorce. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to be with you anymore. I was so resentful of that for so long. You did this to me. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. That 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 Alex, I think to this day, has that as That a, was a Sunday mm, show, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so I, yeah. I, I was at the old uh, Deville right there on uh, mm-hmm. Damon and what is that Huron, and um, it's you know I, I I'm a teacher so I'm like getting ready and I'm you know winding down. I get a, a text, uh, whatever. I get another text, whatever. Then I get a phone call, <laughs> and I see it's one of my buddies. He's what like, happened? "Get your ass to the bar now." I'm like, "Dude, I got work tomorrow." He's like, "Get your ass. The cup is here." I'm like, what cup? Uh, <laughs> the, the cup of Christ. Right, like, I already went You're to church. A true Blackhawks fan. Yeah, in the yeah city so of he's Chicago. like, no, get your ass here. Sure enough, I, I, I'm running down yeah. the street, and you know, it's, you don't yeah, yeah, really yeah. run. No. Uh, and so I get to the bar, and you know, uh, no players were there, but you know, you have the big guy in a big suit with the yeah. case, and the cup is there, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, they're like, you cannot lift it. I'm like, motherfucker, that's all I want to do. Right. Yeah, he's like. Can I pour beer in and drink it? Drink out of it? He's like, no. I'm like, what can I do? He's like, you can touch it. <laughs> so I pretended to kiss it, and that's my picture. It's like one dollar to look at it. Yeah, but yeah. like two dollars to touch it, it. It was it was weird because it's like like you said, it's like yeah. you can you miss an opportunity just by saying no to something. Yeah, and it, it can change your entire oh life. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like that, I'm gonna write a movie about how that just changed everything. It's <laughs> like. Two, like a year later, we're divorced, and like, <laughs> <laughs> completely. Who's gonna play? Are you gonna play yourself, or who yeah, you have some? Yeah, okay, yeah, there no, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah dude. Like, I'll put a got, wig on. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I had hair back then. Hey, if you if you hit up Netflix, they'll just give you an animated show all about your. Background. I know, right? Hey, hey. So let's talk about that a little bit, man. What What are your? Uh, are you from Chicago initially, yeah. and then where? What did your parents do? Yeah, so I grew up uh, on the south side of Chicago. Grew up at like around eighty seventh in California. Okay. Uh, I went to public school. Um, I uh, my my dad. I come from three generations of firefighters. Mm-hmm. My grandfather, my father, all my brothers. Um, my mom was a homemaker, and she eventually went back to school, got her degree. She's a social. She was, she was a social worker for many years after that. Mm. And um, yeah, man, went to St. Rita High School and um, Catholic League. 
And then um, I, I lived in Chicago up until about eight years ago. I had a full-time job and I was doing stand-up just, you know, on the weekends and stuff. And then um, I just decided, like, you know what? I want to give this a shot. I want to go full-time. I actually call. I hate to keep bringing him up, but he's, yeah. you know, Mikey yeah. O. I call Mikey O, but I was yeah, like, hey, man, I go, uh, I go I'm go. i thinking about moving downtown. You're like, where's where's a good spot to live in? You know, because I wanted to do. He's like, well, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'm quitting my job. I'm going to do stand-up full-time. He's like, dude, he's like, don't, don't stay here. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like. You've accomplished everything you can accomplish in Chicago. Yeah, you hit the like ceiling. It's a, it's a great, it's a great city to learn to do stand up, and it's a great city to like, you know. There's, but there was nobody here that could like change, get me to that next level. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like, so go to L.A., go to New York. He's yeah. like, you're done here. He's like, I'm like, all right. So I went to L.A. And I was gonna go. To, I went to LA for like two weeks, and I was gonna go to New York for two weeks, and I was gonna figure out where I want to live. Mm. And I went to LA for two weeks, and it's like you know, eighty-five, beautiful sunny, weather, just women. Yeah. Like, ah, this is where I want to be. I want to <laughs> fucking live in New York, where it's four degrees half the year. And yeah. Shout out to Anthony Fuentes there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. I am, I'm walking yeah. here. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm from New York. I know Anthony. Yeah, I, mean, I know. So wait, so you, you tell it. me all of these firefighters, and you say, Dad, I'm gonna be a comedian. How did he? Yeah, how'd that go? Dude, I went. So my dad used to take me to work with them, and I, like the first time I went to a fire with them, the smoke hit my face, and I was like, "I'm going to college." Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that for me, man. This is not for me. Honest to God, dude. I, I was like, "Nope, this ain't this ain't for me." And and what happened was it was a timing thing. So even if I wanted to be a firefighter, the test came out. They only come out like every ten years, mm-hmm. and I was 17 when it came out. Uh, you know, you so I missed it by a year. Yeah. And so when I was 27, my brother, who's a firefighter, sent it to me. I was like, "Dude, I'm like, I'm already." Not a firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> I've been eating chicken wings at Hooters. Yeah, yeah, I've been eating horrible wings, but yeah, yeah. So it kind of just passed the window, passed. But I, I'm, you know, I couldn't be happier with the life I have. So, so what, talk about your starting comedy. Like, what made you like? I mean, it, it sounds like you made the right choice. You know, you made yeah. the right choice. But like, <laughs> yeah, how yeah. do you be like? Hey, you know what? I'm not gonna be a firefighter. I'm gonna pursue comedy. Like, how did you come to that conclusion? So I go, I I, I go to college. I go to University of Iowa. Um, I I leave college. I go down to Florida for a little bit to work for this internet, like dot com. Didn't pan out. I come back, and my friend started taking classes at Second City. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You got to do this." And I was like, "Nah." I was like, "You know, in your twenties, <laughs> you're like just trying to like get laid and be cool, and right?" <laughs> You know, and I so you're like, I didn't either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. And then all of a sudden, I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And I loved it. I started taking classes yeah. in Second City. Mm. Um, and then I met the guys that were in Tony and Tina's wedding, which right. is like a Chicago mm. staple for many years. And um, they're like, hey, man, we're like, uh, we're gonna go do stand up across the street at this rugby bar. And I was like, all what right, that hell? sounds cool. That's a rough crowd. Yeah. Okay, I might. I think I might know that place. The rugby it's closed bar? now, but there, yeah, there's yeah. A, there was a place called Globe Pub that used to do open. Globe mics. is open. Yeah, yeah. The Globe is open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They, I remember going to see open mics. Like the Globe is still open, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Globe, yeah, this was a different one, but Man, I know that's Globe. A, you know, yeah. that's a soccer place. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Globe is soccer. Yeah, yeah. they do the fire. It's a cool place. They do yeah. Chicago fire it's a stuff. Cool old school place. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, nobody does Chicago. But I, but yeah, I started doing open mics and I caught the bug. I graduated from Second City. Never did improv ever again, but and yeah. but at that point I just was starting to do stand up. I never had an intention of doing stand up full time. I told my first wife, I'm like, no, I never, I don't want that life, you know. Mm. Like that, I don't want to be broke and sleeping on futons and shit. And then all of a sudden, I just got better at it, and I loved it, and I hated my day job. It's kind of a weird life, man. When you're like, 
you know, you like spend a weekend opening for like Charlie Murphy, and yeah. then like all of a sudden on Monday you're like taking a train to your office job. I was like, <laughs> oh man, I got to. And nobody at work knows that you did. You opened for Charlie they Murphy. They all did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Or did oh, you yeah. tell everybody like, like I'm opening for Charlie? Because I was like, I, that was all I wanted to talk about. Right. Yeah. All I wanted to talk about was stand up, and all I wanted to do was stand up. You know, and then it finally got to the point where I was a, a managing director at Nasdaq, mm. and I was making tons of money, six figure income. I'm rubbing elbows with CEOs, CFOs, and I was miserable and I didn't yeah. want to do it, man. I, and I, I just, I just kept everything kept pointing to doing stand up full time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it for a year. I'm going to try it for a year. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this. At least if I quit for a year, I can come back and be like, Hey, I got this great story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And eight years later, I'm, I got a special. I've been travel. I've traveled the world. I've entertained thousands of people. And yeah. Been, so, you know, you, you talk, you, you got your start in Second City and you mentioned that you just veered off of improv, never really did it again. Why didn't you continue down that road at all? I, because I wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't that good, man. Because like, you know, the, the more classes that you take at Second City, it's like, they're, 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 it's like the cream rises to the top, right? Yeah, yeah. And so once I got into the conservatory, you know, it, it it took Chris Farley five auditions to get into the conservatory, is what I've heard. Well, that and a nickel get you a hot cup, a jack squat. It took me two. And so, like, wow. And, and so, for me, it's not that I'm funnier than Chris Farley. Give me a break. <laughs> but, you know, that's how hard and competitive it is to get into that, that program. But once I got there, it was so apparent, like, that. That yeah. this is a, it's like this is a certain muscle that they they knew and they had. You know what I'm saying? Like to create characters and to yeah, like it's like, it's to, like you know to park, build sketches. Park District softball versus right? Travel yeah, softball. yeah. It's, for me, for me, and and I liked I love the idea of doing stand up because it's like you versus the audience. Okay, you know what I mean, you don't have to rely on other people. No, you don't. You know what I mean? You don't like like they wanted me to keep playing the straight guy or keep playing like the deadpan guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like I don't want to do that. I just no. want to be funny. Yeah. You know. And so you, as a comedian, you know very quickly. Now, what I do is I encourage every comedian to take improv classes because you're going to use it. You mm -hmm. got to deal with hecklers. You got to read mm -hmm. audiences. You got to like come up with shit off the top of your head. Also, if you're hosting, you have to yeah. like, right. get together very quick. Yeah. So like, it's a great skill to learn. But I just knew at the end of it that it wasn't wasn't for me. Do you remember your first set, like your first open mic? Like, what was what was your set? Like, did you have already a plan? Like, I'm gonna tell this joke and this joke, this joke, or did you just went up there and winged it? No, I, I'm a I'm a huge planner. I plan everything in my life out, and so, like, I was late getting here, and I was like mm. texting you, I'm like, I gotta get for gas. I like, threw off my whole day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, for me, I have my very first set on tape. Oh wow! On VHS tape. <laughs> and I'm wearing khakis. I'm wearing a button down. Yeah. I printed out all my jokes on a piece of paper. I had 30 friends in the crowd because I knew, like, if these jokes don't work, I can just start making fun of my friends. Yeah, uh, good backup I mean? plan. Great backup yeah, plan. Had That's a great smart. black. And so, um, but I had I written it out, and I watch it now. It's like you cringe. Yeah, you know, like sound like we li we listen to our own show. Like, oh god, oh, it was yeah. bad. Don't it's don't don't listen to episode one. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> It was that bad, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Callback, baby. Yeah. Co yeah. Well, yeah, but episode one, the Cubs are still good, though, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, that's that's, that's, that's how long ago it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> so, like, aside from yourself, I yeah. want you to give some props. So, who's your favorite local comedian right now in Chicago? My favorite I know local? You don't, I know you, you don't live here now. Yeah. But, I mean, like... 
I mean, I was at the Laugh Factory like right, last night and watched Calvin Evans. Okay. Um, this this dude and Calvin and I had worked together at the Chicago Improv. He was the host and I was featuring, and I had to work all weekend hard, mm. you know, to follow him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Calvin. He's absolutely hands down one of the funniest dudes in Chicago right now. Um, uh, T Murph, who's gotten a little, he's got a show I think on Peacock now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, or I think actually it's Hulu, but um, he's absolutely hilarious. Um, Jeannie Dugan, yeah, uh, yeah. She, met Jeannie. she was my host uh, for my um, for my special. Yeah, yeah, she's absolutely hilarious. You know, Southsider. You know, yeah. you know, and she's just phenomenal. Um, uh, Gwen Larocca. Yes. Uh, yes, Gwen is like yes. we have a lot of actually God. I have a lot of friends in common with her. Yeah, yeah Gwen. Yeah. Gwen is like one of the most talented people I've ever yes. met. And I'm just like she just did a one woman show. I know, and yeah. I, and I always like I'll text her like once a month. I'm like, when you get your television show, please let me write for you, please. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. let me just hang yeah. on to your coattails because yeah. she is going to be a huge star. Oh yeah, she's and on the way. You can just tell, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? You watch these people, and you're like, you got it. You know. But I love the Chicago comedy scene. Joey V. I mean, I know yeah. you asked for one, but like, no, no, jo- just so Joey V. I, I no, no, it's Joey fine. V. Yeah, we He's love that, Joey V. That little yeah. gravelly voice, and every time you ever notice yeah. these guys wear the weird hat. Yeah, Dude, every time hilarious. I see him, I sit on a stool. I'm like, get your knee fixed, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll pay for we, it, we dude. Keep, we keep telling him, hey, come to the yeah. show. He goes, oh, my knee, it still hurts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I can't do the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> How many stairs you got? Yeah, 100%. yeah, that's pretty much it. That's I was like, bro, I will carry you. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy. He's got big calves. <laughs> he just jump on his back. He'll walk you down here. I, you know who? Uh, I think the, the first time, the first time I had seen him was that uh, opening for you on that show was Abby Sanchez. Man, he is another Abby's dude. Yeah, great. yeah, it's another one. I mean, there's just so many, dude. Abby, Abby, I've seen Abby since like day one. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to see him grow into like HBO Latino special yeah. and like, I mean, I'm just so, I'm so proud of all these guys because like, you know, for a long time it was like, well, Chicago's great, but like, there's nothing, you know, you can't. Really get any opportunities? Well, look at this. Joey V work with Bill Burr. And yep. Hobby's on HBO. Gwen's yep. on HBO. I mean, hey, again, Mikey O. Mikey O. Push, Mikey o, Mikey o, o drives that fucking bus, man. Absolutely, and, and Curtis at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those two guys have single handedly turned around the comedy scene here, at least for stand up in Chicago. And and it's amazing because I I know that there was a time where it was extremely competitive to the point where you wouldn't help anyone out. You were just yeah. like, well, <clears> that sucks. You got lost along the way. Instead of hey, man, look, hey, I, I got to spot here you know i'll yeah. help you out it's just it's weird from the stories that you know even listening to the marin and, and and all of the stories from way back when and everyone's just trying to step on top of each other now you have enough platforms where everyone yeah. can get a piece of the pie and, and and it used to be like hey you, you can play this club but not that club you can yeah. do this club yeah, yeah. You, can, you can do you can do the improv but not zanies and mikey o was like i want you to get better as a comedian yep. so you play wherever you need to play yep uh, you, we don't have a contract go do your thing you know, and then w- with Mikey O, it was like every time you do a show, 400 people showed up. Yeah. Yep. And so every now time. you're like learning how to like kill in front of big crowds yep. and like you're like, you know, you're getting less and less nervous because you're you're, you're figuring out how to work a crowd. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's just for comedy, it's about not only just experience, but it's just this comfort level of yes. like, hey, that gives you the confidence to go, oh, I, you know, I own this crowd right now. The two minutes that we were on stage when we were helping to pass out those prizes for yeah. the uh, CPD nights, I'm sitting there and my heart is just like, why are you up here? Why are you up here? Why are you up here? Get down, get down. They're all looking at you. Get the fuck out of here. The whole rip. And then, like, I'm on the mic and my, my fucking hand is shaking like a Michael J. Fox. And it's like, it's it was a mess. 
Oh, my, my buddy is a plumber, and he's like, anybody can do what you do. Yeah. Nope, go, bro. Nope. I go, I go, I can go to plumbing school for two years and yeah. come out a decent plumber. Yeah. Like, there ain't no way you can come do what I do. The one, you know, yeah. the one thing that we did with them that was really in my comfort zone is when we did the uh, the Cops versus Comedians uh, the so- softball game, softball game mm-hmm. and, and we were on the mic, and I was just tearing people apart. I was yeah, like, so we, yeah. you know, hey, there's number seven. Who's that? Who the fuck cares? Let's get We go to Mike, you're like, um, all right, so we're going to set up and you want us to play by play or is anything off limits? Can we rip up? He's like, go ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No restrictions. We're like, okay. Yeah. There's this big dude with donuts. He's trying <laughs> yeah. to bribe the police officers. Yeah. Great yeah. idea. Yeah. 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 And, and then Anthony Fuentes is running down first base, losing his pants. His pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, that that was that was a again again Mikey O. I mean that was know. a year ago. I think well, yesterday. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. It just came up on the memory, so it was, it was a really cool thing. So um, let me let me ask you. I mean, who I'm gonna go through your progression from starting eight years ago to where you are now, meeting mm-hmm. a lot of people in LA. Who's been your favorite person to work with out in LA? Um. God, again, there's just so many, right? But you know, I, I've had the opportunity to, to to share stages with guys like Adam Sandler and mm. Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer. I've opened for Sebastian. Wow. You know, who's another Chicago yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's crazy. Like, for me, going to L.A. wasn't just about, like, oh, I want to be famous, I want to be rich. It was just, like, can I hold my own against the best in the world? Yeah. You know what I mean? As a comedian, at some point, you got to be like, "Can I do this?" Mm-hmm. You know, and not and not just at like a local level. No, like, you're, can you're I... proving it to yourself, right? Because otherwise, how do you continue? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so for for me, it's like just this opportunity to go out and work with these tremendously talented people, and to just to be able to, you know, you know. And what's crazy is like you grew up watching a lot of these people. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like yeah. David Spade, I opened you know with oh, for sure. and and. Um, uh, God, I'm didn't I'm they just have like didn't now. they just do something together like Adam Sandler, David Spade, like, uh, yeah, like nineteen been... movies, bro? No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. They just did like a comedy thing yeah. where Adam Sandler doesn't do comedy as much. Like I think it was like a bunch of them, and they I think it was at the comedy store where they they showed up like four or five of the guys, you know, that, yeah. that, that click. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So they were all there. So it's like it's not really known for them to do that where right. they just go live and go ham. I mean. Adam Sandler is a movie guy at this point. He's yeah. a producer at this point. He's yeah, not yeah. really doing. But he did a Netflix special last year, right? Doing stand up. Yeah, and, it, and it, that's a rare thing to see. Yeah, but he. But what's crazy is like he'll just pop in, and you're like, oh hey, what's up, Adam? Hey, what's going on? Can I go up? Yeah, yeah, like of I, course. I hosted the open mic at the Hollywood Improv for like four years. Oh shit! And okay. Nick Swartzen walked in. Can I? Can I get it some time, man? I go, uh, Jeffrey <laughs> Ross had come in. Hey, man, can I? Tiffany oh, Haddish. Yeah, really. They'd all come in. Hey, can I? Can I pop in? Yeah, dude. Yeah, right. Nick Swartzen, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'd love to have you on my open mic. Right, you know? right, right. But you know what though? It gives you this idea of like, you know, it's like just being like an athlete. Yeah. Like. Shooting free thousand free throws a day, but, like, but you know what? Also, the batting too, cages. It, what, when you're when I hear you talk about people who have names show up and say, "Hey, can I get a spot?" It's showing respect for what yeah, you're doing as well. You absolutely. know, it's like, "Hey, like, because you're gonna bump somebody, I don't bump somebody, right?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Chappelle, I've watched for hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just out there, just figuring it out. Just yes. talking, you know what I mean, for hours at a time. And he does, yeah. You get it, like you said, it's repetition. Like, okay, let me see what works, what doesn't work, and then. And I started wh- with Hannibal, you know, years ago yeah. with Hannibal Burris. He bowls at uh, diversity, bro. Yeah, and he, he one night he came out, did, like just jumped in, 
and was just working on some new stuff, having fun. And this guy starts hackling him. He's like, Ooh. I thought you were one of them. I thought you were supposed to be funny. He goes, bro. He goes, this is batting practice for me. He goes, I, <laughs> he goes, he goes I'm just practicing singles right now. He goes, yeah. trust me, any, any moment I want, I can start hitting them out of the park. You <laughs> know what's funny is that I actually saw, uh, it, I think it was like a, one of those uh, Comedy Central 30-minute specials. They yeah. used, you know, they used to show all the time, which I, I would just sit there and watch hours and hours and hours of this. And it just, I couldn't get enough of it. Get a job. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, but I was like 16. You know oh, what I mean? Oh. I come home, it's like, you know, yeah. Still, should have had a job. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was working at Rainbow Cone, bro. Yeah. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, but one, I remember, I remember watching Dion Cole on stage. Yeah, read his notebook and then look around. Back and forth, you see him scan the crowd, and you're like, "Okay, that was a good one." And he yeah. checks it off. Yeah. He literally he's did that in his showing that he's doing on his last comedy show. He did that. Awesome. Yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna tell some jokes." At this towards the end of the comedy special, he's yeah. like, "I'm gonna tell some." Opens it up just like yep. he said. Yep. That's his thing. He's like, "All right, well, that one worked. All yep. right, we'll keep it out." That one, oh shit! That Sometimes you'll look the end of the pencil. Like, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was out a sh- one night. I was at a, at a sh- I was doing a show one night, and Dion was on the lineup. Wow. And we both walked out at the same time, and the uh, valet pulled our cars up at the same time. And his yeah. is a Bentley, and I had a Civic. <laughs> and I look at him I go I go Is it the Civic yours Or is it is that, <laughs> And he just <laughs> Were you Is the Civic No Okay Oh okay. you're the Bentley Got mm. it Got it Yeah Oh man that's fantastic uh, So look <laughs> You know One uh, We we talked about All three of these guys On the show And uh, in the last You know year or so There's been three big losses Bob mm. Saget Louis Anderson And Gilbert Godfrey did you have any interaction with them at all? And, and, and you know, do you, like, you know, like me, I'm sure you watch a ton of comedy. You have yeah. watched, I mean, like, can you pick out specific moments from them that you remember that kind of like, oh, yeah, I should, you know, that's that's a cool thing. And that's a trick or that's a whatever, you know. Louis Anderson. So I grew up watching Johnny Carson. Yes. Mm-hmm. My yes, mom yes, and dad, yes, yes. like, they knew, they just knew. Like, <laughs> they knew I loved stand-up. Yeah. And so they would let me stay up up until the point that the stand-ups performed on Johnny Carson. Mm. And Louie Anderson was one of the first people I remember on Johnny Carson. And and he was one of the guys that we quoted as a family. Okay. Because he had that bit about being... Uh, uh, about um, put your big boy pants on. Yes. you know, get your big boy pants on, and so and that became like a thing that we said as like in our yeah, family. That's like, awesome. Go upstairs right now. Get your big boy pants on, you know. <laughs> and so then you know I would go to the comedy store every Monday. They have like the open mic, on, and you'd wait in line with a hundred people mm-hmm. hoping to get up. And then you know Louis would drop in, but. You know, a lot of my friends opened for him in Vegas, and they just talked about how generous he was with his time, with his mm. money, with his... You could crash at his house. Wow. And, and and I was talking to some comedian friends of mine, like, you know, similar to, like, coming from three generations of firefighters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a small community. You know, there's hundreds of comedians, but at the same time, it's a small community. Mm-hmm. And so we have this bond, you, to, you know, that, that, like, we're all in this kind of like, together. Like, I've, I've been where you're been. You've been. Yeah, at. Exactly. So, you know what, let me throw you a little bone and then and help you every, out. Every, where, every opportunity I've gotten to stand was provided by another comedian for the mm-hmm. most part you know what i mean it's because they've opened the doors for me right you know and so um yeah and then with with uh bob saget i i met him briefly uh in the green room of, of a, a show one time and i was a little starstruck yeah you know but america's uh, dad again yeah. could not have been more polite could not have been nicer I mean, he just was, you know, very generous with his time. He, he seemed like, I think when we don't get to look at the life, the background life of a lot of comics, and with him, we saw, especially when he passed away, uh, you know, 
the his life outside of comedy mm-hmm. and how much he just loved being a comic like yes, he just we loved all it where he was just like it was just like the only you could see it. And, and they talked about like even when he was doing full house he's like i i appreciate the paycheck this job kind of sucks yeah and then when you saw him and you saw him show up in half baked you're like yeah you know i ever sucked dick for weed like i was like oh shit yeah you're fucking like that's the raunchy. My comedy that, yeah that. and then all of a sudden like i fell in love with him and and the way that he he did his act especially you know being famous off of the back of full house right yeah so that was a really kind of cool thing um to be able to witness it's dude it's it's uh i don't know man it's like i i do that joke i go where i'm uh, you know I'm, I'm literally one of the funniest people in the world mm. you know and, and people kind of like roll their eyes or whatever but it's like there's seven billion people on the planet mm-hmm. and there's only about 500 comics so when you think about it in this that scale, you're, yeah. you're yeah. You know what I'm top saying? echelon. Like, yeah. And again, but I'm not any funnier than the other right. 400 that do this professionally. There's some people that I absolutely am in awe of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it is a, a, a club of like people that are like putting themselves out there day in day out. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not this like um, uh, amazing crazy awesome life. It's like it's driving six hours to. You know, up to Minnesota in the b- middle of a blizzard for yeah. a two hundred bucks. It's you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. it's just like anything else. And it's a grind. And, and not and not to make like a segue, but like it's just like hitting the minor leagues for years, and then you know you get the call up. You get the call up, yep. and and now all of a sudden you know. But you know, then now there's that pressure to stay up there. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we yes. saw with your, your mean Mercedes, right? Yeah. The guy comes out, <laughs> hits eight hits in a row, hasn't been done in a hundred years, and now they're like two years later, he's on a different ball club. Yep. You know. So, yeah, yeah. So, is there anybody that you like looking forward into your comedic uh, career that you would want to work with? Oh, I just, I mean, I love comedy so much. I, I like working with Sebastian uh, for a weekend was an absolute treat, you know. And, and again, you know, like we're sitting in the green room and I'm just like, you know, you try to be professional, mm-hmm. respect their space and stuff, but he's sitting there going, like, listening to a, a recording of a set that he had done two years earlier because there was a bit about a, a restaurant and he thought he was going to try it out tonight. You know what I'm saying? But like mm. for him, it, it's like, it's always work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And every time I watch these guys and I see Sebastian, how he controls his face and his movements and his arms and his, you know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, that's right. Like that's part of this experience. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, what, how, it's you know, where am I going to go? Act. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and it's funny enough. I was going to ask you, I says, you know, a lot of his movements and his mannerisms are very intentional. Seeming, you know Completely. what I mean? Completely. Yeah. 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 And, and then I, I, you know, I, and I don't want to get like into controversy, but like, I watched Louis C.K. a yeah. couple of weeks ago, and this great is a, comic. And I'm sitting there in a booth with Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. and I'm watching Dane Cook, and it's yeah. like, wow, what a surreal life I live. And 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 Louis leaning over to me is like, oh, he's got the because what had happened that night was uh, Dane didn't watch the show. He showed up, he did a spot, but he did a he did a bit that was very similar to a previous comedian's, and so oh. the audience is looking around, going like. We've heard this bit before, right. oh. and Dane is so experienced that he picked up on it real quick, and then changed directions on the joke. And you yeah. know what I mean? Got into another joke, yeah. and Louis pointed it out. So I'm sitting there like talking to like Louis C.K. about, but it's all comedy. All we do is we talk about comedy inside and out. You know what I'm saying? So like, just like whether you're a baseball player, or basketball player, like this is our life, and this is what we do, right? And we spend hours on it, just you know, passionate about it. Well, yeah, it's like you're, you're sharpening your, your your knife there, and you're yeah. always going to continue to do that. Yeah. So you're talking about someone almost. I make comedy sound so serious. <laughs> someone, someone, <laughs> someone <laughs> similarly uh, with a similar joke. Have you ever had a joke stolen? 
Yes. Yeah, I've had jokes. I've had, you you like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And, okay. and so I can't say if it's been stolen or if it's just been a similar premise. Um, but um, uh, it's funny because a, a buddy of mine had a joke stolen. He's six foot nine, about 350 pounds. And mm-hmm. he, he called the Jesus. dude up. And he's like, yeah, man, you're doing my joke. I ain't doing your joke. I don't think he knew how yeah, big yeah. he was. Like, why don't we get together and meet? <laughs> he just saw this towering figure. He's like, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe I, I bought that joke. And so somebody, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's so funny, dude. But yeah, you've heard I've I've heard some of my jokes be told on SNL. Wow! You know? And I'm just like, oh, that's that. and like literally, my phone's blowing up. Like, dude, they just did your joke on SNL. You know, but imagine you're a writer on SNL and you got to come up with like hundreds of jokes every week. It's yeah. like I'm not saying that they stole it, but it's but if just it, like, if it's a topical thing, you might have the same opinion right. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, but no, it was not, it was it was no because I asked about stealing jokes. You got the Carlos Mencia with yeah. Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. And, and it happens more often to like let's say an opener. Yeah. Like, oh, the guy is just starting. He's nobody. You know, I'm yeah, Dana Carvey. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'll take that there's little this, bit here. There's this funny story about Robert Schimmel who passed away, but um, he opened for Joan Rivers and he had a really funny joke. And uh, she's like, that's a great joke. She goes, I'll give you $25 for it. And he's just like, no, that's my joke. And she walks out of the room and his buddy goes, you should have taken the 25 bucks. And the next she, night yeah. she did that joke on yeah. the Tonight Show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you just lost 25 bucks. She's going to take it anyways. Because yeah. the rule has always been the first to get it on television wins. Right. Like That was the rule. Because it's know? recorded. So now it's their right. joke. Right. It's their joke. You yeah. know, and anybody going like, that's my joke. But one time I had a guy reach out to me and he's just like, hey, I, you know, you and I have a similar joke. It was about uh, nose hair. You pull the nose, you know, you pull a lot of nose hair and a piece of brain attached to it. <laughs> and this kid hit me up and he's just like, Yeah, you're doing my joke. Da, da, da. And I just pulled the tape from like 2006. Yeah. I was like, Here, I've been doing this in 2000. He's like, And he hadn't started comedy until 2012. So I was oh. like, Well, okay. He's like, Can I do the joke? I'm like, No. no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing is that if you come up with something organically and you find out that someone, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, it was, it was, uh, it was something that I, I forget exactly what it was. It was a phrase I used to say all the time. And then, oh, it, the phrase was, um, when I was 18, my father was an idiot. When I turned 21, I realized he's a genius. Yeah. And then, like, 10 years later, I'm reading some Mark Twain, and it was something very similar, but, like, right. very Mark Twain-y. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you thought it up. I did. Like, it yeah. was something just in my head, because I remember being 18, and my, they're like, yeah, you're a dick. You don't know shit. And I'm like, oh, you know a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, we're all experiencing the same life, right? Yeah. So. Yes. There's a lot of parallel thinking out there. And so a lot of times you just give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't get caught up in that, man. Like, I try to write jokes that are so unique to me, mm-hmm. like the yes. Special Olympics joke. Yeah. Right. There's no yeah. other comics been Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Please watch the comedy special. <laughs> you will be crying at the end of that joke. So, you know, I just try to write stuff that's unique to me, and that way nobody can steal it. Because yeah. it's like, your experience, right. Ken, like, Ken Gar was in the Special Olympics, not you. You yeah. can't take that joke. That's Ken Gar's joke, you know? So, you know, uh, you you mentioned SNL, and that's a trigger point for me because I am a ridiculous SNL fan. I watch every episode. I, I try to go back and watch old episodes. You saw my bookcase full Eddie, of, when do you work, bro? I don't. I don't right? You I play don't. softball and watch comedy. I don't play softball. I just <laughs> sit there and oh, point, coach, at he watches. Yeah, point at children. Do the thing that I can't do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I've always been a huge like, again. Yeah. It, it comes down to Comedy Central; they do just you know mm-hmm. reruns and, and you're just watching that stuff. So, um, you know what? It, it's it's getting to a point where a lot of people are like, it's too old. It's got to go. Lauren is on his way out. Everyone thinks that you know Keenan is going to take over. What is Ooh. your take on the, oh. the current controversy? Of SNL? 
I hadn't heard that. I yeah. mean, I can't really dog SNL because five of my friends are on it right now. Who do you got? Um, well, actually, uh, Melissa Villasenor is now she just leaving. Left, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chris Red is a friend of mine from Chicago. He's great nice. comic. I love him. Um, uh, oh, who else? Aristotle just left. Yeah, he, just he left, did yeah. just one year. He was funny. Yeah, he was yeah, funny. Really, like, really, it was. He did a lot of very unique bits where you didn't see on SNL. Where in the the first like minute and a half, you're just kind of looking like, what is happening? By the end, you're like, holy fuck, that just happened. Yeah, like, it was so cool. Um, Le- Leslie Jones, not a friend, but right, like, right, you know, right. you just you just know these people. I I did roast battle one night in yes. the comedy store. Yes. I looked up and the cast of Saturday Night Live was there, oh. and luckily I won that night. Yeah, and yeah. I hadn't noticed them until after roast battle yeah. was over but if for people that don't know you you battle another comic it's yeah, just yeah. like it used to be like the old school yo mama jokes you yeah. know but mm-hmm. like you make it about them but um but yeah it was it was insane but um i love snl um i think it is an important um media tool for what's going on in america mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think Very whether so. it's good or bad yes i think that it's necessary yeah. because it is You know, for me, it's parody at its highest level, and it needs to be part of our culture. It it brings brevity to like some of the most uh, serious situations that we're facing. We're like, you know, like oh, that episode after nine eleven where Rudy came out. Can we can we laugh now? He's like, why start now? You know, and (laughs) love or the hate guy, hate the guy, I love that. Whatever, he's changed a lot, but. That was a great moment. That was you know? that was a good moment. There's been so many great moments on Saturday Night Live, and I think it's just part of our fabric as a, as a society, and I think it needs to stay there. You know, could could it get better? Maybe, yeah, absolutely. But I think that like, I think people have just maybe raised the bar a little bit too high as well. Yeah. You know, and I think that um, I, I think that one of the problems is that you know we're we're trying to. Um, you know, comedy net in general, just not an SNL. I just had a guy, you know, I do a joke about Plan B, the Plan B mm-hmm. pill. He's like, oh, he, he put a comment, he's like, not funny. There's nothing. And I'm like, dude, don't take, like, it's just a, a joke. joke. Right. Yeah. You know, right. but I think everyone now, because of Twitter and yes. Instagram, everyone's Facebook, everyone's got a fucking opinion. Yeah, and they think it. their opinion's the only one. And they think their own opinion. And if you don't agree with it, it's like, dude, it's just a joke. You yeah. know what? You know what? Like, it's really the, the biggest effect is, is, they're trying they, they've never hidden the fact of of how political they are and you can see which way they lean and if you, snl yes yeah and if you don't agree with that leaning it doesn't matter what they say yeah they're terrible they're not funny because they made fun of the guy that i like i didn't pay attention to any of the rest of the show right except for that one thing that i didn't like so i don't like any of it yeah. There's no real concept or context that they're taking into it and they have no idea what's going on. You know, and it's just like it's just like music. You're like, what are this crap they listen to? I was like, hey, uh, they used to say that about your music, dude. Like yeah. you just mm-hmm. you you stopped keeping up with it, so it didn't right. make, it's no longer familiar to you, and I don't like that. But everyone's got a mouthpiece now. Oh yeah. Before it's like then don't watch it. Right. Yeah. Turn don't it look, off, yeah. man. Exactly. Don't watch reruns of the honeymooners. Who gives a shit? Yeah. But now it's especially just releasing a, a special. And I don't I, like I look at the comments, a lot of times I'll post them on my Instagram. Even yeah, if they're yeah. terrible, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, oh, I just wasted fifty minutes of my life, and I just be like, oh, I just got fifty minutes of this dude's life. <laughs> like, <laughs> I own you, bro. Yeah. You know. But for me, it's like then just you know, and I, and I always take the high road. Hey, man, thanks for at least checking it out. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. You know what I mean? I appreciate you. It makes you know, him feel worse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, oh my god, he actually contacted me. Yeah. yeah. But comedy is subjective, man. You're it gonna is. like it. Yeah. You're not gonna like it. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's no skin off my back, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so Ken, so what advice would you give someone that wanting that wants to pursue a career in comedy? Don't do it. 
have, I have enough competition right now. <laughs> You'd be like, 501? No. Go, co- go coach softball. <laughs> oh! For once, you're getting roasted. I think I, there's too much cub stuff in here. I know what's happening. It, you know, it's just, it's cliche. It is, but it's just go out and do it. I met those guys from Tony Tina's wedding. I've always wanted to try stand-up. I didn't have the, the nerve or the balls to do it. Mm. A friend of mine started doing stand-up and went and watched her one night. Uh, Denise Ramson, very funny Chicago comedian. And I'm like, maybe I can do this. And I wrote a bunch of stuff down, and I invited 30 of my friends out, and I did it. And, you know, I wasn't great my first night. Of course But not. I was good enough to go, oh, maybe I can try this again. Yeah. And that's it, man. And so w- what I do, just like any other thing that you're going to take on, like, go go f- full bore. You know yeah. what I mean? Just like, jump in the deep end and just do in, it. Jump in, man. So, like, you know, if you're gonna if you're going to be a comedian, like, you know, write every day. Um, challenge yourself to... to do as many open mics as possible and um you know and then also study it watch the greats yes you know watch the people because when you first start doing stand-up you're basically a you're gonna replicate the people that you're yeah, drawn correct to. you know what i'm saying and prior, so prior did that with cosby right and if you listen to eddie murphy and prior yeah, yeah. very murphy, similar yes. every eddie's borrowed a lot from yes. from prior so um you know and, and a lot of people took from um uh, George Carlin. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I mean, he, he introduced an entirely different style. Yes. yes. You know, so for me, it's like if you're new and you're getting into comedy, um, uh, go to as many open mics as possible. But also, and this is the mistake that I made, okay. is because I had never intended to be a full-time comedian. So, like, I didn't hit two, three open mics a night. Mm. Um, meanwhile, Hannibal was. T.J. Miller was. Um, Beth Stelling was. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Miller. You know what I'm saying? So, like, these guys are out there hustling every night. And I'm just like, eh, just do it for fun. Drink some beers, you know. But if you're going to do it, do it. You know, take as many uh, improv classes as you can. If there's a stand-up class out there, take it. A lot of people, oh, man, why would you take a stand-up class? Like, because it forces you to write. It gives you it homework gives you assignments. Yeah. It gives you structure. Yeah. It gives you stage time. It gives you... You know what I'm saying? So just like any other job, like you go to the fire academy for a couple of years before you come out of firefighter, mm-hmm. police academy, yep. trade school, college. Like college is the open mics and it's like writing every day and it's studying the greats and, and, and trying to like be, be like them. So, so do you write, I'm sorry to cut you off, you write every day? Like I, based I, on everything that happens that one day? You, no, it's so like my, my whole thing is like I'll, I'll so I try to write every day, um, but it, you know, for me it's like, um, uh, I'll, I'll write down like I'll, I'll I'll have like different writing prompts. Okay. So I'll go like I'll go to like uh, Barnes and Noble or even you know, Amazon or whatever, and I'll just like get these writing prompts books. And what it does is it gets my brain moving. You know, mm. tell us about a time you know you had summer you know summer vacation or summer you know whatever. Oh yeah, like, oh, tr- Disney. Tr- I went to Disney yeah. when I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Triggering memories. Yeah. Yeah, and so like it, it gives you like gets gets your brain moving in that direction. And then I try to write a couple monologue jokes every day about what's going on in the news. You know, I'm not a topical comedian, but like, mm. I, you know, you never know. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You never know when some guys like, hey, can you come write for the Tonight Show? It's like, yeah, man, here's a hundred, you know, monologue jokes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So wow. for me, it's just like. Um, you know, it's just working that thought process out. So now I just did a special, and now I'm done with that material. So that material was about going over to overseas to mm-hmm. entertain the troops. It was about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was about getting um, divorced and dating and, and marrying my new wife. Right. And now it's like I'm a different person now. Correct. Yeah. Right? I've, I've changed you, you, an individual. Ex- got rid of that, that, that exterior, and it's, right. it's in your new and person. And now yeah. it's time to peel back the, 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 the onion, yeah. you know, and go, okay, well, how much? What, how deeper can we get now? Because I don't want to tell those jokes anymore. So now I'm like, it's all new. St- like tonight, you know, I'm doing a show tonight, and I'm like, it's all new stuff. 
beautiful. You know, yeah, we will. And, we'll and be, be there. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, you'll get to see me struggle. <laughs> <laughs> you can always make fun of us. Mm-hmm. That's true. Oh, yeah. Be like, so I went on this fucking podcast today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, uh, I really want to ask you. We've we've said Mikey owes uh, times enough on this show today that he only owes me money at this. Yeah, point. yeah. he owes his money. Yeah, but, Mikey, but Mikey owes you money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, aside from Mikey, o, can you name like you know two or three people that have been really influential to help you like on your path to where you are now? It's so strange, but um, uh, my mentor is uh, Brad Garrett uh, from Everybody Loves Raymond. Really? Wow. Yeah, he's my mentor. And so uh, I had the opportunity to work for, uh, open for him many years ago at the Chicago Improv. Um, we hit it off, and um, we kept in touch. He opened up a club in Las Vegas, and I perform there a couple of times a year now at the MGM Grand. And I've had the opportunity to work with him and open for him a couple of times. He's a, he's a buddy, you know, uh, but like a work buddy. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, and you talk about those people that reach that level, like Adam Sandler and David Spade and these guys, um, so generous with his time, um, you know, so so generous with his knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. anytime I have a question, hey, man, I'm trying to do this. Like, oh, yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's made phone calls for me. He's put yeah. me in front of his acting coach. He's just like, you know, and, you know, he's, he's old school. He won the first Star Search ever. You know, he opened yeah. for Sinatra. Yeah. I mean, it's just like... He he epitomizes show business, you know. But at the same time, it's just like you know he's on the big one of the biggest shows in the world, and then all of a sudden now he can't get work, and then he gets his own show. You know what I mean? So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's it it is it is uh, a crazy roller coaster ride. So is that something that you're like wanting to get into some acting, or are you looking more to do writing? No, I well, I mean, I I'm up for whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to work, and I think in this day and age, it's. Like, the power is really in the showrunner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's the people that run the show, and you might write and star in your own show. I mean, that's the dream, yeah, right? Yeah, the right. Ken Gar show or yeah. whatever. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, for me, it's like I just want to create. I just want to work. Yeah. I produced my own special. I didn't wait for Netflix or Showtime or HBO, and yep. it's not because I don't want to, you know, I didn't have those opportunities. It's because I wanted to control my own destiny. Yep. I wanted to control be able the to narrative, like, right? I wanted to control the narrative. I didn't want them getting notes, and I didn't want them editing shit. I know a comedian; she just got an HBO special, and she hates it because they edited the shit out of it in a way that she didn't want it. You know, so I own it. You know, I shot it in one take. I didn't do multiple shows. That yeah, was it. Like I that was there. that was that was it, man. And then and I got it out, and I and I own it, and I control it. You know, and so for me. You know, to answer your question, it's like, yeah, I'd love to write. Yeah, I'd love to be on a TV show. I, I It's not that I don't have, like, a, it's not that I have a specific goal. It's that I want to be in show business. Yeah. And so whatever that gig is, I've written for uh, telethons where I'm working with Charlize Theron and Natalie Portman and mm-hmm. Jane Fonda and, like, all these, like, huge people. And, like, that was the gig that week. Mm. And then you flip the calendar. Next week, I'm going to Dubai and Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And then the week after that, I'm going to Vegas. And then the week, you know what I mean? So, and then the week after that, I'm doing a, a small club for a few hundred bucks in Arizona yeah. because that's just where the gig's at. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 just one of those things that's where the life experience, you know, the, the experiences in your life and the stories that you tell. And that's how you build up. I mean, I, I'm sure I got tons of stories that this guy's, you know, tired of listening to. But I mean, like, I, I just as you do different things in your life, you feel like that is a unique experience to yourself. And that's where you're able to draw a lot of the stories and a lot of the uh, you know the the jokes that you come up with I yeah. mean, just because of those experiences you, you and I tell every comedian and that's another thing I would tell a lot of young comedians is like 
yes, it's important to do open mics. Just it's important to write every day. But like, you got to write about something. Yeah. So go outside and experience life. Yeah. Go you know? go out there and get exposed. I told a friend, I go. He's like, where well, you get all these great jokes? I go, go get dumped, motherfucker. Go get, <laughs> go get your heart broken. Well, you like, think every time your you dad know? comes in, he goes, "Have I got a story for you?" That's him telling it. And if you make, yeah. to, hey, even if it's not, even if you're just embellishing little things to make it funnier, that's the thing. Hey, this is the thing. That There's gonna to be some type yeah, of connection. Right. Yeah, yeah I, was at, I, was at, I was at a restaurant or a subway. I was like at a subway the other day. And this dude's like, how's your day going? It's, going? it's going good. He goes, what'd you do today? I was like, <laughs> I'm at I subway. Go, I go, I minded my own fucking business. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, but that happened. I'm like, I got to write this down. Yeah. Like, I guess like, you know, but I'm like, what, what did I do today? Yeah. You know, and I know he's just trying to like give good customer service. Right. Can do, but I'm just like, yeah. You know, but it's, you just yeah. like sit there and my, my wife and I will be like, you know, we very argue very rarely because we're newlyweds. But every once in a while, we'll start arguing and I'll just pick up my phone and she goes, are you uh, writing this down right <laughs> now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm at work right now. Like, like no, I'm recording it with my voice up and I'm going to write it later. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> you know, a, a weird thing. We were at we were at uh, Target yesterday. And we're toying with the idea. I'm trying to convince my wife that we need a new TV upstairs because it's not as big as the space that's upstairs, right? <laughs> and and, uh, and I'm sitting there, so we, you know, we're. Just, I'm probably not gonna buy it at Target, but hey, look at that clear one. And this kid comes up and he goes, uh, "Hey, can I can I help you with anything?" I go, "No, I'm just looking." He goes, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry." I'm like, "That's your job. Why are you sorry?" Like it yeah. was fucking weird. Like it's just yeah, it, it's people learning to interact with one each, uh, one another again is is odd. Especially oh, after after a pandemic, a yeah. dude, people don't know how to behave at nope, all. Not at all. I'm sorry for speaking, sir. Like, <laughs> oh, they don't know how to. People have no <laughs> idea how to behave. Where, Even audiences at comedy shows, it's like fucking just leave. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> Can't, we're gonna record. If that happens to us, we're recording that shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull out my phone and record it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Please do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back more with Ken Gar right after these messages. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Come check me out on social media, Enrique Calderon official on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is Mikey O, and you're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Don't forget to visit Mikey O at Mikey O Show or www.mikeyoshow.com. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z and today's guest, Ken Gar. I want a nickname. Yeah, uh, K-Dog, I don't know. K-Dog? First of all, first of all, the guy who gave us these names would totally call you K-Dog if he really? had Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he I'm a K-Dog. He called me E-Rock. 
And uh, Big Z. Why did he call you E-Rock? What is that? They just made that up? Yeah, I mean, because E. Oh, can e. I be G-Spot? <laughs> that's hard. They, they that's can't find the you. Play. Yeah, they can't find <laughs> That's where the socks play. You got to use two fingers. Oh. <laughs> Dig deeper. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, I, I already know the answer to this, but for the people out there listening, every guest that comes on gets the same question. Mm-hmm. Cubs or socks? White socks. Yeah. I work for a living. I'm from the motherfucking South Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're saying that Cubs fans don't work? You guys are all like these white collar. How do you go to a one o'clock game every day? Go to a beer garden. It's just, dude, I've been to enough Cubs games. Come on. The problem is the people you see at the Cubs games aren't Cubs fans. They're people like the party. The people, the actual Cubs fans can't afford those fucking tickets. (laughs) 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 That's the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's some, I've got friends that are really diehard Cubs fans that are like really know the game, really love, you know, but, but going to Wrigley, most of my experiences have been just kind of people that want. To go get fucked up and party, and it's know? fun. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it is dude, fun. a Cubs game's fun. They're awesome. Yeah. There's I'm, nothing wrong with the Cubs yeah. game. No. I mean, I like, certain Cub fans you just don't want to deal with. We were talking before uh, before we started recording about Carlos Zambrano, who's been a guest on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I, I actually I had uh, behind home plate like eight rows up while when he um, pitched a three game shutout or three hit shutout. And it was just as a baseball fan, yes. you got to respect it, of you know. And and but yeah, there's a lot of Cubs fans that I've almost, I've only almost ever gotten into a fight at, at Wrigley Field, you know, in a baseball setting. Like there's just <laughs> just people get mouthy and you know, um, beer balls. Yeah, they do, and it's just it brings out a lot of douchey people. And, yeah, you know, but you know, whatever. Plus, it's, it's like I don't, you know, I grew up hating the fucking Cubs. Yeah, I just. You know, I did. I, I was. I think it's always a jealous thing. I think as a White Sox fan, you can't just not be a little jealous. Yeah, it's a little we, brother com- we a always, complex. Yeah, we it always is. talk about that, right? Like the yeah. little brother syndrome. It's like, man, yeah. how come they did this and how come they didn't do that? And I mean, it's just the funny thing is, is that I always talk about. I never ever paid attention to baseball until the uh, the home run chase with uh, Sosa and McGuire. Oh, nice. I did not. I mean, yeah. like I was all all Bears. All bulls. I okay. didn't care about baseball. I still, you know, very mediocre in my care for uh, hockey. Um, but, I mean, like, that's just what it was in my mm-hmm. house. And we, the weird thing is that I don't know why. My father's from Jamaica. He don't. He, why would he love American football? I think when he, I was pretty young, Bears won the Super Bowl. So it was like, okay, well, we spend Sundays watching football. And I like, oh, yeah. even if there's other things that I have to do, I'm like, but the Bears is on. Yeah. My, my my family knows not to plan things when yeah. Bears are playing. That's just <laughs> what it is, you know. Yeah. We'll get back to you in February. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. February. Yeah. Yeah, when the Bears are done. Yeah. Yeah, you think they're making it that far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like football's done. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't bother you while football's on until February. Oh yeah, don't make any plans. Yeah, no, that's true. I got real confused by that comment. Yeah, we're usually done by mid-November, really. Yeah, typically, yeah, especially this year. All right, man. So, like, this has been a very frustrating White Sox season, even from for someone like me who's a Cubs fan. We talk about that like. Quite a bit, actually. Yeah. What what to you has been the most frustrating thing about this season? I've been a, a, a White Sox fan since 1987. Mm-hmm. I used to take the bus down to the White Sox games with my buddies. Um, I I have never seen a season like this. If you take 2005, every single day somebody stepped up yep. and had mm-hmm. the best day of their life. Yeah, it was a pitcher, a reliever, a you know whatever, whoever it was. One dude always stepped up. 
and it's the exact opposite yes. in this season. Every game, there's a Every letdown. Every game, so one person has the worst game of their life. Like yeah. when you put Angle in for defensive replacement, oh and then he God. drops a foul ball. I, I was so mad. And my wife's like, why do you get mad? I go, I don't have anything else in my life. <laughs> I go, let me just get mad at this, please, for the love of God. But, yeah, dude, it's, it's you know, uh, I mean, even even um, uh, Liam Hendrickson uh, blowing the first save of the year. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, no. Dude, we're paying you money to save a game. You're there for one inning. Bro. And I was like, oh, no. Because it was like that was the, the kind of like the beginning. And it was. How about Joe Kelly coming over here after being, having been a stud and just sharing his pants I go, every single time? Can this guy get off the mound without a trainer? Walking him back to the, you know what I mean? And look, <laughs> I get it. People get hurt. But I'm not kidding you, dude. At least three or four times, they have, he's, he's had to walk back to the dugout with a trainer. Yeah, I just don't understand what's wrong And then wrong they with put him. him in the first inning yeah, the other yeah, day. Yeah, the other day. The the start, to be a starter. I'm like, why? What? The opener. His, yeah, he was the opener. Dude, your ERA is almost eight. Why yeah. would you give up two runs to be behind the ball already? Oh, that was so weird. And he still walked off that game. Right. And I don't. And so it should not have been a walk off. It's just one of these years. And now, now look, they've had a lot of injuries. Everybody does. A lot. But I mean, you're talking about there's been only four games this whole year where their big six have played together. Right. Four games. You know what I'm saying? And so. Sounds like the Bulls, right? Yeah. Oh, man. So it's been it's mm-hmm. been insane. This year is just honestly the weirdest year I've ever experienced yeah. where, you know, Lucas Giolito went from an ace to like a four. You know, just having a bad year. Yeah, well, um, it is. He's hanging up a lot. Uh, he's hanging that fastball just right down the middle. Oh, writers are just right-handed guys are just crushing him. But yeah. here's the thing with Giolito: he had struggles when he was with the Nationals, and that's why they were okay with getting rid of him. He was supposed to be a young stud coming up through the minors, got to Washington, was supposed to be this the next big thing for them, and he just never really panned out because he would have been there right around the same time with Steven Strasburg when he was really popping. Yeah, but they he just never and and I'm tell you this. Because because I'm very familiar with the fact that he took forever to develop because he had him on a fantasy league for like three years. I'm like, this is the next big thing. Never panned out. Wow. I get rid of him. I just straight I was like, fuck this guy. And I dropped him. And he was like, oh, Eddie dropped me. Thank right, God. I'm gonna yeah. start. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got the monkey off my back. Right? Yeah. And then he just fucking like comes out on fire. He comes over and, and he's just always been real up and down. With I'll his say something real controversial because, I mean, we all hate Josh Donaldson. Yes. But Josh Donaldson <laughs> yeah. made, that, that dude. made that quote to, to Giolito about the ball's not sticky anymore. Yeah. And you yeah. kind of got to wonder yeah. uh-huh. if some of this drop off in performance. It is because of that. It's I mean, he's a year older, two years older than his peak. Yeah. But, but also... Maybe he did use the sticky stuff, and it is like changing his change up or changing his slide. Yeah, there's, his revolutions are down like 800. Right, you know. So, so that's a like, big difference there. You know, and and you know somebody like Josh Donaldson, it's just like I don't know why he's got to lie, and that that's a very specific. Like you're a douchebag, but yeah. damn, you might be right on that right. one. And I do. I mean, I still hate the guy, but maybe he's there like, was something yeah, there. right. He has no reason to lie anymore. He's like, <laughs> he yeah. goes, "You're gonna hate me anyway, so it doesn't matter what I say." Oh, he doesn't give a shit. He's, he's AJ Pruszynski. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. everybody hated AJ, and then he came to the White Sox. I'm like, oh, look, this guy. Yeah, I love this guy. Yeah. He's yeah. also he's actually really good on the, on the booth, though. Oh, yeah. He is, he's yeah. really good in the booth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. They're talking about him becoming a manager. I don't know. Uh, he's not a player person. No, no. He he would last, like, you know, yeah. training camp. <laughs> I'd be like, get this guy the fuck out of here. There's a reason yeah. I wouldn't hate him. Yeah, so the, right now the Sox are, what, two games out? Or, because uh, Cleveland, As of today, they were two games out. They're, so they need yeah. to win this one, and then we have to find out what Seattle and Cleveland does. Right. But do you see them actually winning this uh, division? I do. Actually, I do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. I already cashed out my vet, my bets two months ago. Really? I cashed them out. There's no way. So it was down to like $2. Here's my <laughs> rationale, right? Um, Minnesota has no starting pitching right They now. don't. 
Mm. Um, I saw an interesting statistic last night where it said they rank 27th in innings pitched. So they're only getting maybe four and a half, five innings out of their starters, which right. means the bullpen sucks. bullpen sucks and they're getting tired. Yep. Uh, Buxton, I don't know when he's coming back, but he's their entire offense. Right. Um, they just lost Polanco. He's he's hurt with a, a knee injury. And again, you know, we all have, um, you know, every team has injuries, but those are two centerpieces. For, those are the two big cogs. Right. And, and Carrera hasn't been that great. Right. Now you look at Cleveland, and now their their big guns are hurt. Their yeah. starting pitching is hurt. So I think, at least my hope is, that the White Sox are going to get healthy at the right time. They've got a pretty weak schedule. It's all versus the Central. It's all versus the Central, but also you've got the Rockies. I mean, the Mariners are great. Yeah, the Mariners, yeah. But, you know, you don't really – you're not facing a lot of competition. So I really think that it's really a a, a three-horse race, obviously. But I think they've got a good chance of really pulling this off. Do you think that the – Like Atlanta did last year. Atlanta got hot at the end. Yeah, they got hot right towards the end of August. No, we were at the All-Star break. I mean, I think they were like like, five or ten games under 500 the All-Star break. Exactly. So now that the big news has has been – talked about about the La Russa exiting because of heart condition yeah do you think that's more of a, a administration of, of the white like saying you know what it's time for you to bow out let's have you set no. let's do it in a in a, in a, in a respectable so. way i don't think so man i, I mean the guy so. is 78 years old yeah he, you know obviously was, was a bit of a drinker you know <laughs> so yeah i mean was. so you know, you don't you don't get two DUIs on on the two nights you went drinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, there was three hundred nights you didn't get caught. So I I don't think so. I think that he very well could have some health issues. I also think that yeah. Reinsdorf is very loyal to his people, and because he was at the game, he was at the yeah. game, and it was like an hour before the game. He was suited up. He was talking to I think Dave Stewart. They said he was literally in his office right. talking to Dave Stewart, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we got the results of that test. We think you should pull back, right. come back to Arizona, take some more tests." I think that's what happened. I think it was a real situation, but at the yeah. same time, now you got Miguel Cairo in there, and he's a he's a mess from everyone, and he was like, "All right, let's fucking go." Like, I, I I'm sure he's tired of watching all yes. this talent get wasted yes. all season, and fucking Larusa take naps at, by the third inning. Yep. Right. So he's like, "Look, guys, I'm look. Hey, you're not fooling me, man. I you're not fooling me, man. I seen it. You better do it." <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you're not Puerto Rican, that makes me way more uncomfortable. Because I'm like, I told my wife, I'm going to some Puerto Rican's house for a podcast today, and, and now you're like, no, I'm Jamaican and Irish. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so I am uncomfortable, but <laughs> but then that takes a lot. I don't, I don't subscribe to this thing that like Tony is really tanking this team, man. I, mean, I don't think he's tanking intentionally. One, I just don't think he's trying. Number one, their slugging not- percentage. He's not Cardinals Tony last year. He's not Cardinals Tony Larusa. He doesn't have that spit and vinegar. He's like fucking let's go. I don't He's know. He's just like hey guys, fucking could you? But try how much harder? of an impact do you think that has on a? I mean, Some. I think with or without him, this team would be five hundred. And with a better coach, they'd be ten games over. Yeah, yeah, ten games over, yeah. over with a good coach. Yeah, like I I, somebody would have. If you put in uh, AJ Hinge in there. Yeah, I think that was the. That's who they should. Right, been. you put Ozzy in there. I mean, you want to blame? I mean, I, look, dude. Again, I think this is just one of those weird years. But but winning winning a pennant is very hard, and a lot of things. And AJ was saying this the other day. A lot of things that you got to get lucky, and yes. they just have not oh, been 100%, lucky. Yeah. But if you look at their slugging percentage, it's way down. Their home run output is way down. They're getting outslugged out at, this, the, at this, the sub by thirty home runs. Uh, what's his name? Eloy hit a ball at one hundred nine miles an hour mm-hmm. at like a thirty degree. Thing, and it didn't go out. No. And they're sitting there going like every other ballpark, it goes out. You know, and and 
You know, it's like almost like that Angels in the Outfield are just knocking balls down. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, it's weird. It's so weird. Yeah, but I mean, the, my big thing is the fundamentals. That's, I mean, that's always oh, no, what it comes down there's to. There's always an error, a but dumb I mean, error like, every just, game. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, that's not, that's not. There I, it is. Angels in the Outfield right yeah, there, there knocked it down. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's, I don't think that's completely on Tony. You're talking about professional baseball players that have been playing this game for 30 years. And all of a all sudden, suck, uh, all of a sudden the Tony LaRusse is the guy that's not I'm not saying a, that. I'm saying that it, are they being held accountable? Because that's what it really comes down to. If I can just show up and fuck off and it's like, well, if I win, I win. You know what I mean? Like, it almost feels like a lot of times they're not out there playing with heart. It's weird. Like, yeah, it's, but I you, see a lack of effort in a lot of spaces. But what what we what you don't see is like you know Tim Anderson's been gone how much? He's yeah. the spark plug in mm-hmm. the offense. Luis mm-hmm. Roberts been gone how long? Eloy's that, only played that, that in fifty MVP games. Candidate, you know, Abreu's Gr- only hitting singles this Grandal's year. Grandal's knees about to blow out. Grandal is done. I mean, you got three first basemen playing in the outfield. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. And so, I mean, I'm surprised, frankly, that they haven't lost more. Their pitching is really what's kept them in there this year. Yeah, the pitching's been um, phenomenal know? except for... Uh, but the losses that they have have all been like, well, Adam Engel had a bad day, or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Tim Anderson had three errors today. It's like, what? You, you know, just stuff that's never happened before. But it just sh- I mean, that's the beauty of the game, though. It just goes to show you, like, how difficult it is to win this, this, unless you're this the, league. Unless you're the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. Dodgers. Right. Los Dodgers. As Eddie would say, Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, be, be, are you from San Juan? <laughs> <laughs> Kingston and Dublin. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, they get the games down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We get the best of both worlds. Um, <laughs> so, you know, uh, one thing we were talking about. So, now thinking about TLR, right? Yeah. I don't think he's coming back next year. Oh, I, I don't, don't think so. I don't see how that's even possible. That's, I don't think that's so. a good way if for him to bow out. Season, who are you looking towards to be the next manager? Well, I think you you look at somebody like a guy like Miguel Cairo, you know? But I, I think you also have to look at somebody like a Sandy Alomar Jr. Mm. He's got some experience. Yeah. Uh, he took over for Cleveland when yep. uh, Terry Francona got sick. Yep. He, uh, he's got a, a history with the White Sox. Yep. You know, and you know you've got a, Latin, great fit. got a Latin baseball club. Yeah, ninety percent of it is. You know, I think one guy's Jamaican Irish. But that's Galvin <laughs> <laughs> Sheets. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's you know, you look at somebody like that that uh, I think would be a prime candidate to take over. What about like Carlos Barriga? I don't know enough about him. He's, he was with the Mets. Oh, there's Joey Cora too, third base yes. coach for the 05 White Sox. You know, um, there we go. There we, there we go. go. We got a double. Yeah. All right, oh, like yeah. this is the weirdest uh, sports center I've ever the seen. Quin- the quinceanera section caught it. Look at these guys. <laughs> <laughs> these guys. <laughs> it's soccer jersey I wish night. You guys can see this. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's soccer jersey night, of course. That's so oh fun. my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So here's the thing. Yeah. White Sox make it to the playoffs. What a realistic expectation. First, probably, first round. Probably out. It depends on who they play. Like, I knew when they played the Astros last year, I'm like, oh, they're done. Yeah, and they're going to play either the Astros or Seattle. Yeah. So I they'll be done again. Seattle, they could probably they do. They'll hang out with them. Yeah, because I think, you know, Seattle Seattle has to travel far. They play in a dome. It's cold. It's October. You know, it's October in Chicago, mm-hmm. you know. So I can see them cooling off uh, their bats a little bit. But they're also, they've had momentum the whole year. 
You know, um, what I do like about this Sox team is the fact that they've been in the playoffs the last two years, and they can they can work off that experience. And they're starting pitching. You got to keep in mind, they only got to win three games. You and know what I mean? You got, got Dylan Cease who threw a one hitter. You got Quato. Lance Lynn who's now uh, yeah turning it up yeah great. And then you have Quato. Kopech will come back with a rested arm. You know, yeah, so that is true. I mean, I'll, I'll trust Quato right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Quato's just a baller, dude. We were talking about the other day. I mean, my buddy's like, like that's the guy you want to have a beer with. Oh, one thousand percent, Quato. You know, that's the that's the guy you have to wrestle the <laughs> beer away from so you get some. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So like, I just I don't I don't know, I don't know what to expect out of this team on a daily basis. That's that's my problem. I don't. It is so like random. You're like. You look at the lineup, you look at the matchup, you're like, okay, I got a pretty good feeling of what's going to happen today. I feel like every time you look at that, first of all, you don't know what's going on with the lineup, and second of all, you just yeah. like, I have no, I have no idea. I mean, it's like a surprise every time. Well, I, like a complete. Surprise. I really hated that Lewis was moving these guys out of their out of the comfort zone in the lineup, up and down, up yeah. and down, up. That Dude, is the that, huge. That, that's some Joe yeah. Madden shit right there. That is, yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, baseball players are creatures of habit. Yeah. So you know, Abreu. Bottom third. Then you put Lou Bob and then Eloy right after. Like you look at the O five White Sox, it was the same lineup, I yes. think, for all, right. all of, maybe one difference, I think Carl Everett or whatever sat because, on one game yeah. or the DH or something like that. But I mean for the most part it was Scotty Pods and then uh Aguchi and mm-hmm. then Paul Canerico and then you know, Bay, yep. Jermaine Die. Yeah. You know, so it was just all Every day, these, this is what they knew they were going to do. Right. You know? And then Ozzy would say, oh, t- today you have a day off. Okay. Well, Put you, some other guy in. To your point, Eddie, it's like the playoffs come. It's like, who's going to be healthy? Mm-hmm. And then also, it's like defense wins championships. So, like, you got to put... You know, like, you have to choose... Like, with the White Sox, you have to choose one. Either it's going to be a good defense on the field and an okay offense, or it's going to be a shitty defense and a decent offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't have both. I mean, there's not many times they've been scoring 13 runs, though. No. No, exactly, exactly. It's going to be these three, two, three, three, yeah, one games. Exactly, and that's when you want to have good defense out there. So, what you know, looking at the way that the White Sox are currently constructed, who, what position do you think they need to fill in the uh, in free agency in the offseason? Because I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to be free agents, <laughs> dude. I want, and this is you guys are both going to laugh at this, but because I know they'll never do it. But like, you can you imagine an outfield with Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, and Aaron Judge? Yeah. Can you imagine that for like the next five years? I mean, my God. You know what I'm well, saying? But that's predicated on Lubai being healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, yeah. And Eloy being healthy. Yeah. Because we said the same thing about Stanton and Judge, and Stanton is can fighting. never stay healthy. I no. mean, it's ridiculous to see a guy that talented, oh, that and he strong. Is. Right. Yeah. But I mean, but it's just, it, it, how, how much does that really help you? Yeah. If you can't be there when I really need you... I'm just, you know, I'm yeah, you but to be Aaron like, Judge compared to AJ Pollock. I no, mean, you know but, what I'm saying? That's, but that's what I'm saying. That's also, that's also looking at the rest of that outfield. You yeah, know what I mean, like that's that's the tricky thing. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, oh yeah, hey, we're there gonna it tie is. It. We're gonna tie it. We're gonna tie it. Sorry for all you people who are watching the White Sox versus the Twins on Sunday, uh, September fourth. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when this comes out, but it'll come out on Tuesday. It, and um, they, didn't, they didn't tie it because we don't know how to run bases. Yeah. No, we don't. That's great. That's yeah, outstanding. Uh, a couple of free agents that you just don't want to look at. I know DH. Uh, we have plenty of them, we got, so we're not going. We got a whole team of DHs. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have to address that. But I think the big question is, what do you do with Abreu? Because he's he's a free agent next year, but he's also batting three eleven. Yeah, he's leading the league in hits, and he's playing hurt every day. Right. So, so 
I think you give him one more year. Give him a one year contract. Does he take a one year? You think? Yeah, he takes a one year. He yeah. doesn't want to leave. Abreu? Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to. How leave. old is Abreu now? Thirty five. Well, he's Cuban, so he might be forty eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get it. You're Puerto Rican. That is right. <laughs> I am twelve. Quince. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I really think that uh, letting Carlos Rodon go after you developed him and you gave him his shot and you know he pitched his ass off and yeah. you earned a contract, you should have put you should have paid him. <sighs> yeah, but I, I but you can okay I'll play devil's advocate though. But they knew that they had Michael Kopech coming in, mm-hmm. right? And Michael Kopech, I mean, I can't, I don't know what the breakdowns are in, in their stats. I know Carlos has had a great year. Yeah, yes. But, like, it's not like they didn't have a plan. The plan no. all along was to they, bring yeah, Kopech they didn't just, in. Like, they didn't have any, it's not like they didn't have anything else coming down the pipeline. Right. And, again, another guy, injured, 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 healthy figures, it, you know, shows you, hey, when I'm when he I'm healthy, one I one good. good year. Right. He did. Right. You know, now I'm glad. I mean, I'm happy for him. He seems like a really good dude. I'm glad he's having a great year. Yeah. But, you know, here's it's not like they didn't have a plan. The plan was we're going to bring in Kopech. Now, uh, the one guy that got hurt um, in their bullpen, the left-hander, Garrett. Uh, yeah. uh, Crotch yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocket. Crotch Rocket, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, we've had some – again, we've had we've had some injuries. Yeah, he's down for the year, right? He's yeah. done for the year. But I think that's another guy that they were going to groom to, like, take over. So they had plenty of pitching. And now, what I didn't agree with, which might be directly related to this, was was signing uh, uh, Kimbrel, uh, Craig Kimbrel. Uh, his, oh, was that his, trade? Like, like no, but not, not just the trade, but they gave him like more money. They, yeah. That they they bought his year out. Yeah. Where they could have just let him go and be free and have that money to get Carlos. But I don't like to like say, well, what could have been, should have been. Like, yeah. just live in the live in the now, man. Live in the now. <laughs> so uh, Aaron Judge uh, throw throw all the money at him then. Oh my God! I mean, the guy's gonna be MVP. Uh, Thirty years old. What, how much? How much? How many years you give him? Well, I give him. I mean, I give him the, the Pujols ten year contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Aaron Judge. Yeah, yeah. You, you throw him. The, you throw yes. him the ten years, yes. five hundred yes. million. Yeah, yes. put his ass out in the. You do know yes. who the owner is, right? Of course. But, <laughs> okay. You didn't say what but, we think they're going to yeah. do. What, what should you do? I no, mean, what no, should you do is that. And this is all thing. pie in the sky, man. Right. You and, know what and, I'm saying? Like, and at the same time, I mean, the Cubs are essentially in the same position, okay? Yeah. We're trying. We all knew that this is going to be the same year for the Cubs that we're going to see coming up with the Bears. Prove it. Hey, I got a bunch of money coming up. If you want to be here, prove it. So I don't yeah. have to fill your spot. So I don't have to spend a bunch of money to fill your spot, and I can spend that money on you in a couple of years. Prove it. And that's what's going on with the Cubs right now. So a lot of these players right here are in play for the Cubs as I well. I think the Cubs have a bigger shot as far as oh, like guy like a percentage, yeah, than yeah. the, oh, the, the Sox do. Oh, yeah. If the Cubs don't open the, the checkbook next year, you might as well sell the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to pay. Yeah, and, and you finally you're you're at that point. I mean, you're you were crying piss poor because of everything with the pandemic, which I get, I get because look at all that and what we talked about wouldn't happen. Look at all that real estate that you have to pay for now, yeah. and all of a sudden the money's gone, and like I can't pay this guy, I can't pay pay that guy. What a weird. Let me if you look at the 2016 Chicago Cubs and look at where they are now, it was one of the weirdest trajectories. It the way that is, the, the the team fell apart, starting with Addison Russell, his whole shit that went on, yeah, and and eventually. As he came down the line, Ben Zobris and his wife. It was just a lot of weird shit that really. His broke wife that is team very apart. weird. Yes, she is very weird. Weird She's looking. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrifying. Yeah. Shout terrifying. out Ben Zobris <laughs> <laughs> and your weird ass wife. <laughs> is ex-wife now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, their ex-wife. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, because yeah. she was like sleeping with a pastor of the church that they go to. Oh. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Break 
fucking knew Ben Jobra's weird wife is begging the pastor. <laughs> uh, look, JD Martinez out there, thirty-five years old, but he's still got the good pop. Uh, Trey Turner. There's a lot. There's a lot of players out there right now that are going to be uh, prime candidates to get paid. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it it's just depends on if your owner. Well, wants look, to the White Sox. The, the White Sox are still young, and I think they still have like a huge, like a core. You know, of people, I think they're gonna have to. They're, really, they're gonna be in a market for another catcher. I think Grandal is done. Yeah, uh, yeah. Another another shitty base running. What yep. about uh, what about a catcher who's currently on the north side? I definitely. They kept him. They didn't trade him. He's yeah, but it, but yeah. his contract is over. He's a free agent. They're gonna have to sign him. I think. Yeah, I they, think. I think they'll sign him. Yeah, I don't. I, I think there's. I think that's why they didn't trade him, and I think the fact that they didn't trade him is going to make him more likely to sign another contract with the Cubs. They just have to figure out yeah. the numbers. If they if they weren't going to keep him, they would have traded him. Why would why wouldn't you? Yeah. What I think about he's safe? What about a guy like Gary Sanchez? Over at uh, for a catcher. He's with the um, Minnesota, he's, he's right? With the twins right now. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 no his because he's right there. He just yeah. He's tagged over. Yeah, but he's bat, he's batting like two thirty. <laughs> so he fits <laughs> in know, the White Sox yeah, lineup perfectly. Yeah, he'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I like Sebi Savala. I think Sebi's great. He's, he's come out offensively. Who loves you, baby? You know, but yeah, right. My wife says the same thing <laughs> all the time. All yeah. the time. Yeah. I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, look. You. You. Look. What. Austin Hedges. I'm looking at catchers right now. Yeah, Austin Hedges. Uh, who is this? Uh, Wilson, of course. I mean, I would go after R- Severino. R- Roberto Perez. Yeah, that would be that would be a good one. Yeah, that would be a good one. You take him away from the Royals, who don't need him anyway. Right. <laughs> like, what are they going to do with him? Oh, dude, I, Kansas is like forever a minor league team. Christian Vasquez, only 32 years old. He's a pretty yeah. good catcher. So I mean, there's there's definitely there's definitely players out there to fill the spots that you need. You just don't. It's just it's going to be really interesting because there are a lot of names out there this season that I don't think we've seen. Even Chris Sale. Chris Sale is a free agent. Well, you know. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. We want him. So happy when they traded. Them. Yeah, he's a nutcase. Well, not only that, it's just they got the best out of him. They you did. Know what I'm they squeezed they every to, drop of that they were other orange. Able to rebuild uh, just based on that trade. Yeah, no, he's uh, <laughs> the, but the, the problem is, is that who they got back for him is still trying to figure it out after all this time. Oh, they got they got Man- Mankata. Mm-hmm. They got and they get Rodon as well. Yeah, but Mankata's defense is amazing. Oh my god, is it not? I, I mean, I'm not saying that. But that's I mean, your, that's like, that's the equivalent to the Jason Hayward, right? Yeah. Okay. Great defense, think, but dude, can't hit. Dude, I had COVID about a month ago, and I wanted to write a letter of apology to Yohan Mankata. Yeah. Because he had COVID real bad, mm-hmm. and he jumped back in there. I can't believe he played in 2020 as he bad did. as I felt, man. I'm still going on downstairs like... <gasps> so the fact that he you know, comp- competed on a major league level... Um, having had long COVID, my God, my, I tip my cap to that guy. And I, I don't, I don't think he's fully come back. Dude. I don't think the, the, I, for Honestly, me, I, the COVID thing I every doesn't bother me. Like I understand that everyone deals with COVID in a different way because it's it's your body. My biggest thing is like, how long is your hamstring going to be hurting? Yeah, like, dude. Do some yoga. Hire a hot yoga instructor, yeah. and I'm pretty sure you'll do whatever she tells you to do. And then get a hot masseuse, and you know have you know, hot yoga. That didn't work out for Deshaun Watson. So Woo, we might want to get did. an ugly male. Well, actually, it, it did it, it, it multiple it, times. It worked this way out. <laughs> I drafted him out of fantasy yesterday. No, this oh, morning is better. Piece of shit. Yeah. I'll be a piece of shit week 16 when he comes back or whatever the hell it is, and I win my week. Cause I week he comes back week 12, I something think. Like yeah. 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 <laughs> I just remembered I had two fantasy drafts this morning that I did. Yes. 
Jesus. I'm pretty sure you're in both those leagues, so I know I'm going to beat you that week. I did not draft. <laughs> I had no idea when the draft There's was. No Thanks. Shot you drafted. Funny, dude. You're that guy, and you'll probably end up winning the league. Uh huh. Yeah. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> On my advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a part of this league with these college buddies, and like, they're all like Dungeons and Dragon nerds, and just yeah. you know, they live in their mom's basements, and they're just, you know, we're on Zoom doing the draft, and they're just giving me shit. Like, why are you drafting this? Because it's a keeper league, and you know, you're drafting just rookies. And I'm yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck am I doing? Man? Yeah. I don't watch college football. So yeah. I'm asking him questions. He's like, is this guy good? Is that guy good? He's like, yeah, yeah. This guy, this guy. <laughs> Fucking went to the championship game, lost by three points. I'm that guy that plays fantasy once every three years. And then I'll be like, is LaDainian Tomlinson still playing? <laughs> Adrian Peterson, yeah, number a- one a- pick. AP. AP. A- hey, that, that was a good pick. That was, he was a good pick. I played while. fantasy two years ago. I had the best team from what would have been 2014. <laughs> 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 like, this team's amazing. Like Philip Rivers. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah, he had six kids there's, at that there's point. There's Calvin Evans right there. That's the guy I was talking about, the comic. Oh, He's that's on awesome. TV commercial. That's Look so funny. That. Yeah, well, timing, timing is everything, I guess. Right? <laughs> So wow. Funny. So I mean, we we talked a little bit before the uh, before we got on the air here, and you were talking about your uh, <laughs> your love or hate for uh, Kenny Williams still being involved. I just, I dude, I'm like, <sighs> all right, I get passionate about this. Uh-uh. But the the White Sox prior to the last two years making the playoffs, I think had made the playoffs like two or three times. Two thousand five, yeah. they won the whole thing. Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Cubs and Sox both made it that year. Right. And then I think maybe maybe one other year, I think, but I'm not sure. So so this guy's been in, at the helm for 20 years, yeah. and you've got two playoff games out of – I mean, you got one championship, which is huge. It's mm. gigantic. But you've got, after that, one playoff victory. I mean, it's absolutely insane how we've just accepted mediocrity. You know what I mean? And yep. that's been my issue with the White Sox is that, like, number one, they play second fiddle to the Cubs for many, many years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, you know, now it's like, how do you how do you just are such a mediocre team for so long and then all of a sudden you get to keep your job for that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you look at the revolving door that is the Chicago Bears, right? Well, yeah. not even that. He got promoted. Yeah. yeah, he got promoted. He's a president of the company. Yeah. Of, of the organization. organization. Yeah. It's insane to me. And, <laughs> Yeah, because well, because you're the the problem with Reinsdorf is he's very famously way too loyal to pe- people that don't deserve. Well, loyalty. my big theory is that the White Sox are just a tax write off for Reinsdorf, and that he doesn't really care. I mean, I, I really? just honestly, I, yeah. I just don't. It's, think, it's shared revenue, so it doesn't matter. I, I think for him, he's just a finance guy. He just wants to make money, and he doesn't really care about championships. And if he were sitting right now here right now, maybe he'd tell me I'm I'm completely wrong, but. You know, especially after watching that 10-part series on the Bulls, mm-hmm. and then they're like, well, we didn't go for the seventh one because we're just like, yeah, we can't afford it. We just like moving. You know, how, and it's like, we like, won a bunch of them. It's yeah, fine. Like, how can you not go, afford? What? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah, they're the hottest team in the world. You don't, you know, I, every single one of them, even Michael Jordan was like, oh, I would have taken a pay cut. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, you had yeah. to pay You had to pay Pippen. I get that. But, yeah. like, Ryan Storff's never sent that splashy contract. Like, he's the most expensive contract he ever signed was, of course, was Grandal. And that was $73 million. This guy's going to make second. Um, <laughs> it single. is. Yeah, no one that's, hustles on the White it. Sox. Yeah, nobody mm. hustles, man. It's like it's like watching live the thing that we're talking about the whole time. I just said, right. and, and then you get fucking try. You get Deekman. Yeah, who's his ERA was like twelve, and like, yeah, he's gonna be a great pitcher for us. Like, no, he's not. No, he's kind of garbage. Was he, he's been? Where did he come from? I remember Boston. him. I remember him being on Oakland and being bad there. Yeah. So how does he keep getting contracts? He's like, a left-hander. 
And he fits in with the White Sox. He you do bad and he, he move you up. He can throw a ball 97 miles an hour. That's yeah. how you keep getting a job. Unfortunately, yeah. straight down the middle. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, now he, he looks like uh he looks like a porn actor from 1976. Right. <laughs> As they're wearing you, their 85 jerseys. You missed yeah, your you 100%. missed your bus again. What? <laughs> You're gonna learn a lesson. I, I, th- I think it, I think the White Sox should all have like porn mor- mustaches. That should be their oh. their thing to like to put them unite yeah. them all together. Yeah. Everyone has a porn mustache, like a handlebar. Everyone on the cease. internet would know who they are. Yeah. I mean everyone. Anyone's it's, like, have you used the internet today? Yeah, you mean like the porno socks? The porno socks. The porno socks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna name my next special that. Yeah, not the go-go socks. The porno the socks. Porno socks. Check out Ken Gar on Netflix. Porno socks. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, so so since we've come to that part of the That's show, right. I'm gonna ask real quick about mm-hmm. the origin of BDGC. Oh, big dick, good credit. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So my wife is uh, gorgeous. Um, there you go. She is. She's uh, she's beautiful. Um, I have no business I'll being your, with her. Yeah, you. I'll kick your coverage. I'll yeah. kick my coverage. Yeah. Um, I, I pat Donnelly'd it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great football reference. Yeah. There it is. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, for me, it was, you know, honestly, guys will hit on her or, like, they'll talk to her, like, you know, talk her up. And um, and I love it. Like, I, I'm not an insecure dude. Yeah. Like, I don't get mad at her. I take it as a compliment. And, you know, we were, we were out one night, and this dude just like, I'd, how'd you pull that off, man? He's like, looks me up and down, you know. Like, hey, man. This? Like, I go, this? yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I got a big dick and good credit. But it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that's kind of where it came from. It was just a true story, you know. And I said, look, man, I go, uh. It's all about how you carry yourself. Yeah. You know, and you just got to be confident and you got to. My, my dad gave me the best advice ever growing up. He said, always hit on the hottest girl in the room because every other guy's intim- intimidated by her mm. or won't. So won't no one's do, won't, won't do anything. Or won't yeah. do it. You it's know? Like, oh, I got no shot on that. Yeah, and every time I would I walk up to the hottest girl in the room, and then all of a sudden my friends would come over, like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude!" Like, right. no, I'm talking to her, you know. Okay. But yeah, but you you know, you just uh, for me it was just. Um, Having that confidence in yeah, yourself, yeah. you know, like I'm a good, I'm a funny dude, I'm yeah, successful, yeah. like I have a lot to offer people. And, you know, so for me, um, when we started, but, but like dating an incredibly beautiful woman is just like, you, you got to hold yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you can't, yep, you can't yep. have low self-esteem. You got to yeah, be like, uh-huh. yeah, man, I'm the man, you know? You got to match that energy. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. You do, man. Because girls don't like, girls don't like insecure guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta like you gotta like have and it's it's you know and I'm not I'm not I'm nothing to look at you know you can, you know whatever I'm just an average looking dude or whatever mm. but like I treat her like a queen and you know she's amazing and we live in an amazing life and have a great marriage and um but you know uh, it's because I have that self confidence to like know who I am as a person you know what I'm saying. That that went a different direction that I thought it was gonna be real raunchy. No, but I'm sorry, but yeah. <laughs> no, like, I'd I sit here and talk about listen. my big dick with two dudes in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could airdrop it to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, open your phones. There we go. There we go. Why is well, it black? <laughs> <laughs> He's Irish black. Uh, there it is. I'm Jamaican and Irish. <laughs> All right, man. Before we go to break, uh, two questions. Who is going to win the World Series? Uh, Yankees or Dodgers? I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be the Dodgers. I think they're the most. Yeah, my second team. Yeah, I think they're the most. They're the team that has the most experience. 
Um, they're they're stacked. Yes, their pitching is insane. I mean, yeah. I think it's going to be Dodgers. <laughs> um, but the Yankees are also great. But they've, you know, I, I think the Yankees are like, you know, uh, they're kind of falling apart a little bit. They're, but it's going to give them their regular season great. Right. But they, but also at the same time, it's going to give them that like we need to kick it in high gear. Yeah, Plus, that's they've, the they've had their injuries too. So, but yeah, I think Dodgers are probably going to win it. All right, what are the Bears going to do this year? Huh. Ha! Uh, Bears. Here's what's funny, man. Everyone's like dogging them on Bears Twitter, you know, about how they're like even ESPN, even the like the yeah. the, it's the a experts. And I, dude, you look at the roster; it's not much different than it was last year. Mm-mm. They won six games with the third hardest schedule. Yep. Right. Yeah. Schedule's easier this year. So the schedule's easier this year. Justin Fields has a better offensive line than last mm-hmm. year, arguably. Mm-hmm. He's got another year of experience. He's got better coaches. Yes. Way better coaches. You yes. know, you've got Darnell Mooney, who's going to have a breakout, probably yes. another breakout yes. year. Commit. You've got Komet, hopefully. And I think the defense is going to hold it together. I think you got some real hitters on there. Yes. You got Brisker, uh, Roquan is back. Yeah. I'm only worried. I am just worried right now about their defensive line. If they can get after it, and I just don't think that they got that guy. I think they're gonna they're gonna double Quinn every every yeah. snap, and I don't know if that just if Justin Jones or if um uh who's the guy on the other side. But I, I just don't think they'd have enough talent. See, that's the problem. Like, yeah, they don't have that. that well, it's, like, it's, it's they're relying on young guys. They've done a really. I've really been impressed with Ryan. What what Ryan Poles has done because he's done the exact opposite of what Ryan Pace did. I I wasn't mad at a lot of the moves that Ryan Pace made because right. he found something that he was like. Like, that's going to help my team win. Yeah. And he went after it, and he grabbed that player, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's what he did with Mitch. It was what he did with, with uh, Justin Fields. He has done that. He's, what he did when he got Khalil Mack on his team. Do you remember how amazing it felt when we heard on a Saturday morning that the, the Khalil Mack was yeah. like, wait, uh, he kind of doesn't like the Raiders anymore. And then you wake up, and you're like, oh, he's on the Bears. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. All this, you know, and then you had, tw- you had everything in 2018. You had a lot of momentum. What you're seeing now at Orion Poles, he's like, all right, I, I, I'm not bringing anyone's old shit with me. Yeah. Right? We're going to start from scratch. We're going to build this shit. Okay, let's see. Fields, because this next upcoming season is going to be a smorgasbord of whatever kind of quarterback that you want to run your offense off of, right? Yeah. You have uh, Luke Getze now coming over from Green Bay with working with a mobile quarterback. Uh, you know, even his his offensive coordinator took that Denver job. So, I mean, yeah. like, Aaron Rodgers all of a sudden is missing a bunch of pieces that oh, yeah. really made him comfortable. And, you know, you got to think about it. this stage in his career. There's a lot of different factors as to why am I still playing? Yeah. Now everything kind of fell apart. You lost your number one receiver. You lost your offensive coordinator, your quarterback's coach. This is going to be a real interesting season for them. And a lot of a lot of that has to do with what's going on with the Bears. So, yeah, I think what you're seeing out of polls right now is just his way and his vision of how we can build a team. My my concern, though, first of all, I love the culture from at least from an outside perspective. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have any insight on the Bears, but but the outside perspective with the hits and like they're hustling and yes. they're, you know, these guys are talking about how tired they are after practice. Different culture. Right. I like the culture, but it's like we don't have one experienced uh like guy yeah he's a brand new gm yeah he's a brand new head coach he's a brand new offensive coordinator he's a brand new defensive coordinator you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like actually i think he no, he's no. a defensive coordinator in minnesota cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. which didn't have great defenses so you know i'm i'm interested now eberfluss or eberfluss or flus or whatever they the call him the flus i mean he knows defense right yeah. but you know this is an offensive league 
And so, yeah. you know, you're, to his you're, credit, he's been they've been saying that he's been hanging out in the uh, in the quarterback room a lot more with uh, with the offensive coaches more than the, with the defense. Yeah. He's not worried about the defense. He's like, okay, let me go see what you guys are doing, and and, and learn. Yeah, and because, also because can, that's the thing yeah. is that he comes he comes away from Indianapolis being a defensive coordinator, having a top ten defense the last couple seasons. Um, you got um, uh, Allen. I, I just had his name, his last name in my head, but the, the new defensive Williams. coordinator, Allen Williams. Thank you. A new defensive coordinator who has experience in the league. He has been a defensive coordinator before. I would think. I want to yeah. say with the Lions, maybe uh, the Vikings. Yeah, and, the, and so yeah. he's been around for a while. He. Just like anything else, you learn from your experiences. You move, you bring that up. So now you're in a position where you're not dealing with a lot of personalities where you have to fight around that guys who think they're better than they are or have big egos like you might have to deal with like Khalil Mack. Robert Quinn does not have that ego. I mean, have you ever seen him without a helmet on? Like he looks like you know something from Sanford and Son. Like yeah, he, he looks like a bus driver. Yeah. Right. He's coming out here with fucking <laughs> Kevin. He's coming out here with that Kevin Durant fade. Like just I don't give a fuck. You know what yeah. I mean? So like he's he's humble enough to like. I'm a professional football player. I will whoop your ass. I have the fucking uh, sack leads for for the for the Bears single season. I, Come look, at me. Look, and I, he had ups and downs. So there's not egos that these these guys have to play yeah. with. So they can put the pieces in there and build it their way. I think at the end of the day, it's just going to come down to Justin Fields. Oh, of course. It is a quarterback mm-hmm. league, and yep. either he is a superstar or he isn't. And this year is going to be very telling. Now, if it's if if it's what they the Bears screwed up is they spent too much time on Mitch Trubisky and it was just like you know what I mean like the guy gave us great like you know we had great wins but it was all on the defense that year yes. that we went 12 and 4 right they had short fields to work with. Yeah, but he he I mean he had some really break that that Tampa game where he had six touchdowns. That was insane. Yeah, but Tampa had a terrible defense. Yeah, but I mean you still have to secondary. you still have to get you have to make those throws. Yeah, but there's no just like every other Bears quarterback, no yeah. consistency. Oh Look, yeah, this is it. Either Justin Fields is a superstar or he isn't, and I think you need to have a superstar quarterback in this league. I don't think I don't think you find that out this year. I don't think it's fair to figure figure that out this year. And uh, you know what I mean. I don't think you find that out. I it's, think you get a lot more tape. You do, but brand new coach. Yeah. Brand new system. You can see the system is going to be moving more to running the ball. They brought in a, a, a fullback. Yeah. So you can see that you're, I think right now what you're looking for is the Darnell Mooney to continue to develop and what's going to happen with Cole Komet. Yeah. Because Cole Komet is going to be a key for a team that likes to run the ball and you you got to pick up those short, well, look, those a, short uh, first downs. There's a difference. If you, they say they win six games this year and they lead the league in drops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know yeah. Justin Fields has got it. We got to get him yeah, some yeah. more weapons, yeah. right? But if Justin Fields isn't hitting these little medium passes that he's terrible at, yes. and you know what I mean? If he doesn't, like, if we don't see that growth, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying like, this is a make or break year. I'm just saying we have got to see some tremendous growth from Justin Fields. Oh, 100%. And I think that this year is going to tell us, hey, man, I think we got a superstar. We just need to surround him versus like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, what I don't want the Bears to do is be like, well, we spent all this money and he's a first round pick. And I hate that they shit. Do, they do like, that. They yeah. do they, that all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. That's the culture. Which that's, like, that's the Luol Deng move right there. Yeah, well, we took, you know, the fact that they even took Mitch Trubisky in that. I mean, yeah. that should have lost Pace's job. But, 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 that, God. But, but that's the thing is, like I said, he went, he was like, I recognize this player he's like i think i see something in this this guy that no one else is seeing he went after what he wanted and what he believed would make the team better at the ve- i give him credit for that he bet on himself league. i don't give him credit he bet on himself he said he you thought pa- he- you passed up a, a, a heisman trophy winner who was an absolute lock-in i believe deshaun watson was mm-hmm. a lock-in yeah but i mean we yeah, knee, the thing is they had knee issues and that was something that deterred a lot of teams 
Yeah, his knee issue was a little bit higher. Hey, what over? Oh, his Maybe penis. Yeah, got it. <laughs> okay. yeah, got it. Yeah. Got, yeah. I wonder how his credit is in those. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but you passed up on Patrick Mahomes as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, but so did that like one twelve is, yeah, other teams. That, that like, I, I understand. Either way, but, like, but my this is my point. They is traded that, like up I for said, Mitch. Like I said, you you went you wanted Mitch, you went after Mitch. You thought he would be the he, he had the highest ceiling, right? That's what it that's what it really came down to at that time. Who had the highest ceiling? He also had the lowest floor, right? And so I I don't think he got a fair shake with Nagy because I think Nagy's a dick. Um, like I was fine with like a lot of the decisions he made early, and then he, he just kept like putting his foot in his mouth. I was like, dude, like you're not taking any responsibility for like the fuck up zero. Like, stop being a dick. Like help this kid out. Do try. He just felt like a lot of sabotage. He tried, never tried to adjust the offense to the to the kid's strengths. No, that Cleveland game was got him fired. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after a short break with uh, stirring the pot and what you looking at. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 
This guy's like, I got a million dollar idea for you guys. Well, that's <laughs> the thing is out. that they've gotten to the point where they're trying to make any food taste like any food. They're like, hey, do you want some uh, cauliflower chicken wings? I'm like, that's not a thing. I'd rather have a chicken wing covered in a girl's period than <laughs> oh! a fucking hot dog flavored popsicle. <laughs> I'll eat a dozen of those. <laughs> On the on the on a heavy flow day, then <laughs> <laughs> eat a hot dog popsicle. I'll do a dozen heavy flows, please. No, yeah, see, <laughs> see, you I, want I, mango? Nope. I nope. can't. I can't, I can't do that because I hate ketchup. Oh. <laughs> so is that is that three no's? That's, th- that's definitely yeah. three no's. There's I, no way. First of all, I kind of want to meet the person who's like that was delicious, just so I could make sure. But that can you imagine good. the focus group? Like, hey, here you go. Here's a yeah. flavored hot dog popsicle. Like, who the fuck said yes? I'm like, if I if I leave right now, do I still get paid? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no way. No way to eat that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Transition. Right. Let's yeah, transition. Please, I'm trying. But then now you got the hot dog in the brain and it's hurting me. Okay. All right. Anyway. <laughs> you know, Cosby. <laughs> I got the hot dog in the brain. <laughs> hey, he I, put, the, he, I put the roofie in the brain. He, he, he was famous for putting that hot dog in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports, Ken? Oh, me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Hot right seat. Now, right now, it's Narcos Mexico. Ooh. Oh, that's a great series. Oh, I love it's it. It's a great series. I love it. It's my second time watching it, and uh, and uh, I, I can't find... I, I find myself, like, feeling bad for these narcos. Yeah, like, man, these guys are good guys. They're fun. I was like, oh, just let him retire. Oh, let him out of the biz. Oh, come on, let him just have his hundreds of million dollars, even though he's killed murder. He's dozens, murdered dozens of police officers. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that's my jam right now. Um, I, I just think it's a really well done show. And yep. yeah, I've been watching that. It's been great. Um, Is your Spanish getting better? I lo- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, funny, see? yeah. See? 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 <laughs> I like how they have the uh, like, like the Brazilian actors in there playing Mats against. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. His Spanish is nowhere near what yeah, it's supposed yeah, to be, yeah, but yeah, okay, yeah. let's yeah. run with it anyways. Yeah, it's a good looking guy. What like Malik Yoba doing his Jamaican accent? Oh boy, yeah, yeah, man. You know how insulting that was? I'm so sorry. Not very at all. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I didn't think care. It's like I'm a half Irish. I don't care. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I, I drank through that part of it. <laughs> <laughs> what you been watching, Z? Uh, Game of Thrones, House of Dragon. Oh yeah, watch that too. Yeah, Holy, and there's you know new episodes every Sunday. Yeah. No spoilers because E hasn't yeah, watched it. Yet, no. And you know E E's notorious for starting the show, watching one two episodes, and then never ever watching well, the I rest just, of it. I just oh, wow. one, the, after the episode that I fall asleep in, I just forget that it's a show. And he moves on to a new show yeah, and so does the same thing. In, there's a tinge of pedophilia going on in that though. Those I mean, girls the look incest. Real young. Yeah, just fourteen. They look real young. I mean, like, I'm gonna marry this. 14 year old Yeah the first episode Is like oh we're gonna Set you up with my daughter Who's six Yeah What Yeah what? like that Walk in the little I'm like what is this right now Yeah this does, does not Did not A uncomfortable yeah. for me It was and I'm glad He didn't choose her yeah. Little it doesn't ruin the story, right? No, you're well, fine. I mean, it kind of ruins it now because I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that I've been watching is Black Phone. Yeah, did you oh, see yeah, that? I, saw Black I thought oh, was that, that was movie? yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was decent. It was good. A great was original decent. concept. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's it takes place about uh, you know, what's it the eighties? Yeah, we're when kids. we were kids. When we were kids, yeah. when we were bike riding, you know, kids were getting uh, yeah. put on milk cartons. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what it was. So, it was, have you seen me? 
Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that's where the cause, you know. The, the, I mean, it's basically an escape room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's ran by. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, the kid gets clues on a phone. I, yeah. <laughs> I almost, yeah, you I almost went into that one. I almost ruined it. I almost, <laughs> I ruin it. Should I ruin it? No, nah, don't ruin that one. Go watch Black Phone. It's on, uh, I believe it's on Peacock, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. House of Dragon is on Nef- I'm, uh, HBO. Last but not least, A League of Their Own series. I'm one episode in. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I, I haven't got a chance to watch that yet because that's, you know. I know there's uproar I'm, I'm, because. I'm already, I'm already watching <laughs> girls play softball. I don't need to watch baseball too. Yeah, okay. th- there's a big ah. uproar because a lot of the uh, characters are going to be lesbians. And? That's what I said. I watch the WNBA. <laughs> I mean, like, let's be honest here. It, it makes no difference to me. As long as it's a good show, I don't care who's yeah. the actor and what their what their preference is. I mean, look, I have Jimmy uh, Funko Pop sitting back there, like, looking at me, staring at me. Why haven't you watched? He Jimmy Dugan. Yeah, he already- don't catch the clap. <laughs> yeah. oh. That's great advice, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, E, what are you watching? Uh, I, w- I watched a couple of different things since we last spoke. Uh, I, wa- I watched the entirety. Oh, uh, what? Oh, yeah. I know I know why you did, but go ahead. You know why? Of, of That Fool. Have you seen this yet? It's Fucking comedy. It's hilarious. Comedy. In and out. I'm good. Fucking hilarious. It's 22 minutes yep. to, to about 30 minutes each, show, each episode. A couple of buddies of mine are on that show. Yeah. No way. Yeah. My buddy created it, you know. Chris? Yeah. No? Oh, Chris that's Estrada, awesome. yeah. Yeah, he's funny. I, I, I. This is a guy. That I, does he do a lot of LA stuff? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, we, we did. Op- we started. We did op- open mics together and stuff. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I wasn't familiar with him, and he came on, and I was like, okay, yeah. I, I see his comedy. It's, Frankie yeah. Quinones is in it. Um, my buddy Jamar is in it. Um, yeah, it's a great show. I, I did see a couple like I follow comedians on Instagram, so you see their clips, and I'm like, okay, that I saw that on the show. You yeah. used a couple things here and there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to, yeah. but it is well written, and it's. Uh, Michael Perioli. Yeah, Michael Perioli. Oh yeah, I think yeah. it already got approved for a second season. Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, I finished that within a day. Like, yeah. I was just like, I had to binge it. Yeah. And, the, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the cool thing about this show is the, the lady that plays the mom, Laura Patalano, she mm-hmm. is in uh, the show Hentified, if you haven't seen mm-hmm. that one. That's, that's another good yeah, show. That's a, another really good show. Um, yeah, so that also, I've been watching Reservation Dogs on Hulu. It's about uh, four mm-hmm. teenagers who are kind of like just scumbags on an Indian reservation. Oh, boy. And that guy that was on, the, uh, uh, on TikTok, Drinking the uh, ocean spray, yeah, yeah, skateboarding. Yeah. He yeah. is in the show. Oh, He's wow. in the show. Yeah, wow. and and you like as soon as you, I'm like, oh, I'll recognize him when I see him. And I'm like, no, that's not him. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, that's totally fucking him. And he has a pretty big like role, like in, a, in at least one episode. So it was actually really cool to see him out there. He was uh, he did a great job. And then the other show that I've been watching that I did finish watching is Mo. It's a uh, Mo Ammer. Oh yeah, uh, his yeah, yeah. show it is yeah. so good. It is oh. so good. A lot of it derives from his 2018 uh, comedy special. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it's about him uh, trying to get asylum as a, a Palestinian and living in the United States, uh, living in Houston, spe- being bilingual, speaking Spanish and uh, you know um, Arabic and English, so trilingual. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is it was just really really well done. It was very uh, believable. I talked before about the biggest thing for me about watching especially like something that's designed to be like a sitcom or something like that is that are the characters believable do i feel like these are real people this is absolutely a show that gives you that feeling yeah i'll put it on the queue yeah you definitely gotta check i love that show yeah have you i mean you 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 know uh, moa mary have you seen him around right i have not no No. but Uh are you familiar with his show a little bit yeah yeah because i mean like it's 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 very unique. He talks about being Muslim. He brings his mom to the show all the time, and it's yeah. it's really cool, like to hear his background, like how he rose up. And they're like a comedian. Like what the hell? Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really cool to see. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, 
Let's give a big thanks to Ken Gar for You're being welcome. here today. You guys are welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. That was a very quick applause. Yeah, it was. Not, we'll yeah, no, it's fine. We'll it's do fine. later. We'll, we'll do better. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do better live. Yeah, yeah. I, I recorded it for my phone, so I don't have to worry good, my hands. Good, good. So when I get to press play, you'll know it's me in the front. Yeah, right this there. is a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get out of here, tell us what you got going on. Uh, where we can uh, follow you on social media and. Uh, yeah, can- my website's kengar.com. I got all my shows listed there, all my tours, and I got uh, um, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok are all kengar was taken. Uh, K e n g a r r was taken. I wanted Ken Gar, but it was taken. Um, <laughs> Make him an offer. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I uh, also have got. Uh, I don't know when this comes out, but I'm got Dubai uh, coming up, Saudi Arabia coming up. I got uh, Vegas coming up the end of the month, September 26th through October 2nd. So if you're out in Vegas, uh, hit me up and come to see a show. And then uh, at the end of October, I'm going to be at. Uh, in Gilbert, Arizona, a comedy club called JP. So got a lot of lot of shows coming up. That's awesome. You got a yeah. show tonight, which we're going to be at. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be there at uh, Comedy Bar tonight uh, for the for the late and show. And check out my special on Amazon Prime. It's called American Hero. And just type in American Hero Kangar and it'll pop up. Uh, you know, you know the special thing I really like about your uh, your special? What's that? Is the font you use to write American Hero is what we use for our logo. Oh, really? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, James Webb, uh, who uh, shot it and edited it, he just actually uh, directed uh, Sam Morell's Netflix special. Yes, 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 yes so I did he, see that. He actually, uh, my buddy Michael Malone directed the special, and then uh, James edited it and shot it. It's just amazing. It's perfect. I mean, the, the, the name of the font is like Americana. Yeah. So I mean, like, so it's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. I wanted Comic Sans, but. <laughs> <laughs> Z, you got a big announcement for us as well. Yeah, so uh, we will be adding to the 606 Media family. Uh, we're going to be adding another show. Uh, it is called No Water and Weekend. I've actually been on the show three times. Yeah, uh, Those are great guys over there, Steven and uh, company. And he, uh, he was on the show not too long ago. He was. He came in and uh, you know filled your big shoes one day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to add different types of podcasts that, uh, that you know, appeal to different types of audience and to be honest with you these are uh homegrown guys you know we're talking about nothing but chicago uh podcasters and it's a great time it's, it's very similar to what we do as far as the big three right but you know just a, a long format a longer format i mean more, the, way more booze yeah a lot more booze <laughs> I, I controlled myself this time and dro- didn't drop too many M, uh, f-bombs this time Woo. Uh, it was, you know, it wasn't me. It was the tequila talking. Uh huh. It yeah, was the tequila you, yeah, talking. That, 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 the tequila was driving the f bomb train right through the show. Oh, one thousand percent. Every fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look out for uh, no water in the weekend. You can find this uh, no water in the weekend on, on Instagram, um, and it's on Twitter and uh, anywhere uh, podcasts are available. They're available to listen to. So go ahead. Uh, new episode should drop this week. That's right. And check it out. All Net Podcast is coming back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank My- goodness. Mike Logic and Idea are going to be back after every Bulls game uh, talking to you live on Facebook. So go ahead and check that out. It should be a lot of fun. And you know he's always got a lot of good insight about not just the uh, NBA, but also the WNBA. He's been uh, pretty heavily invested in that as well. So uh, Mm -hmm. definitely check him out. And, uh, you know, hey, look. That's all I got. That's all I got, guys. That's all we got. We got to so th- go to this comedy show. We do. We got to get ready. So, hey, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirt right now. 
The Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out right now. And if you are a musician in the Chicago area, submit your song to them. If they like them, they will play them on the air. So make sure you go and check them out and get your music out there. Shout out to Ronesh, Panic, Serious Beats, and Custom Made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Molemen merch and gear. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us. Hit us up with your stirring the pot recommendations. Uh, tell us what you think about the show and uh, anything else you want to throw at us. Any questions that uh, you want answered on the show, you can always hit us up at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. For Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 111. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Hey, this is comedian Ken Gar, and I was just a guest on the True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast with E-Rock. Big Earl E-Rock. and G-Money and a bunch of weirdos. So tune in! A few moments later. Wait, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what we thought they were. Um, you know, this is not how we wanted it to go. You almost can't even make it up. It's that bad. Oh, my goodness! Didn't see that coming! Hundred late day! What? No, Did we just become best friends? Yup! You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos! That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. I'll eat that poppers. Thanks, Cubs.